welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday, the 10th of December, 2011. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dan Train, joining me today, Robert Kemp. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and Zachary Burgess. I'm not really about trains. <laughs> He's not really about trains. <laughs> <laughs> this will make sense when the outtake reel comes out. Should we just explain it now? He was no, really about trains. No, now about not really about trains. just removed from the podcast. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's not often we have to do a cut. So let's not we didn't have what to. we had to cut. We've never cut anything, have we? No. Oh, I'm bleeped out a couple thing. of things. Anyway, never mind. Uh, yes. So let's get straight down to it, shall we? Um, Unless we've got something slightly more comedic than trains to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a chord joke. A bad one. Yeah, it was bad. You'll never get to hear it. <laughs> Unless you listen to the outtakes. Indeed. Which won't be out for months. No. Ah. Yours, well, yours. well, I don't know. When... It's like Christmas outtakes or something. No, I do them at the end of the season. It's like March it's or something. something. It's not out. Stop fiddling with that. They'll hear that on the radio. No, they won't. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> will. Oh, yes. You won't what? hear that shit at all. <laughs> I think not we... like this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should talk about Zach's propensity to fiddle with random crap that was in his hands. Where did like, you get mine? That? Oh, you've got it. <laughs> oh, mine. I know it's yours, but you'll fiddle with it. I was about to say, did you steal that from my bread? <laughs> No. It doesn't have to be yours, though, does it? <laughs> There's no bounds for you, is it? There was nothing else. Be... There's no fiddleable things around here. How about your hair? I don't. You can't touch my do... hair. Can you, can you twiddle your hair in a uh, flouncy my hair. female style? My hair is not suitable for physical contact. <laughs> <laughs> your hair is biohazard. Yeah, exactly. There's grease in there. <laughs> Somewhere. Bacon grease. You can tap it. <laughs> <laughs> he just like because of this beauty regime, he has to sort of put layers of meat upon his head, and then the the grease is in there. It's just the grease that keeps it so silky and shiny. <laughs> My hair is also not silky or shiny. <laughs> well, maybe shiny with grease, but that's... <laughs> it's pretty black. Though, yeah, exactly. Like... You can't really tell either way. It's black, like in like a black hole, kind of. Not really. Not quite as black. It's as not black. actually very black at all, really. Is it not? What is like, it? I have grey bits up here. And... Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I finally... It's like people have been telling me I have a few grey hairs for years, and I sort of refuse to believe it. <laughs> refuse to look, see them. <laughs> I chose not to see them. You've now but, yeah. decided to look and see Well, them. no, it was worse than that. I had no choice. I was standing in the bathroom, and the mirror... Um, well, basically, there's the window. The mirror reflected. Your... <laughs> <laughs> the mirror reflected light into my eyes. <laughs> it was worse than that. The, the window's there, so the light from the window's coming in, and the mirror was the little tiny mirror that we've got underneath the wind, you know, just on the windowsill. And it wasn't just a grey hair. It was like a silver beacon shining forth from on top of my head. It was like it was like there was a, there was bloom around this grey hair in my eyes, and it was like. Holy fuck, what is that? Have I got uh, literally a solid silver hair? No, it's just grey. Shit. <laughs> really shit. It was like super grey. You were hoping for a magical silver hair. <laughs> I was. <laughs> like, you know, there could be entire brands of cabling made out of my follicles. It's... <laughs> yeah, I could power the world. Don't be cynical. It's follicle miracle. Well, yeah, I, I, I would prove like that we'd have no problem of ever running out of metal materials, <laughs> like because I'd be making it from my head. So that doesn't work because like presumably if it's if it's a hair-based thing, it's still coming out of your body, and then you would have had to ingest the materials for it to be able to come out. Maybe, but I've been. I might. <laughs> you be, you're I've... not. You're, you're not like. 
an it's alchemy like, device. Put in dirt that can out silver. Well, it's like food that contains iron. Chances are, I was taking in iron in the form of frosted treadies and then poofing it out of steel on my head. Yes, but that's not silver. No, but it was silvery. Yeah, I don't think you want to be taking in that much silver, do you? It's probably not a good idea. Yeah, I think his silver is bad for you. Because it's in the like, photographic film or whatever. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> so anyway, shall we do the news? The news! <coughs> the video game news. Stop talking yes. about being old. So, in the news, um, so the UK has vetoed <laughs> the EU treaty. Yep. Which is causing... Why are we talking about that? Because it's the news. No, okay, wait. <laughs> okay, video games. You just said video game news. Okay, so now video game news. Is the direct impact of what David Cameron is saying upon the video game world? No. Will it affect us? No. Does he even know what a video game is? <laughs> <laughs> does David Cameron know what a video game is? I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> I don't know. Has he ever played one? Yeah, exactly. No, probably not. But he has kids. They might require Mario. <laughs> That's true. Does part, he it's kids? part of the he curriculum, do, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> he must know. do. Reading. Oh, we're, we're being told he has three. Oh. So okay. he has two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> he has three now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Get it right, people. <laughs> Political facts about leaders' children. That we don't know anything about. I'm hoping about children in general. So, so video game news. David Cameron has kids that play Mario. Possibly. Breaking news. Unconfirmed. <laughs> Do we have any actual news this week? Xbox the Dash. The That's Xbox, the biggest news. Um, live. Well, the Xbox Dash boss in general. The, uh, well, the Dash. Yeah, the, 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 the new new. The new Xbox new experience. Xbox experience. Yes. New new. New new. <laughs> I keep thinking of that moment in Scott Pilgrim. New new. Like my, um, my new new girlfriend. Keeps talking about uh, a new. There's this new get package manager thing, and right. so it's the new new get package. <laughs> new new. <laughs> Soon you'll be my new new girlfriend. <laughs> so yes, how is the experience for you? <laughs> you have a connect. It is so, it is new. You have a connect, so that makes a big difference, doesn't it? Uh, yes, uh, the the sort of one of the biggest parts of the update, apart from the ridiculous rearranging um, to fit Metro styling is the fact that pretty much all of the dashes now voice can be voice controlled. Um, there are certain bits that can't, like system settings and things are a bit, you know, it says, you need a controller now. Make sure you have one. Push some buttons, yo. Um, in order to set up things like um, data management and stuff like that. But you can pretty much go anywhere on the dash using your voice, what, which is quite nice, cause, and it's quite quick. Yeah, it's it, when, it, when it gets it right, when it, when you, as soon as you say Xbox games, it goes to the games tab. And then from there, if you say, like, something... Basically, it lets you say anything that's on screen now. Like, if, if the words are there on screen, you have to say those words. Um, but the weird thing is, is that sometimes it's a little bit... You know, the word, the phrase that you have to say is possibly a little longer than you expect it to be. Like, you can't, like, say a bit of the... the you know, if, if, if the sequence of words that identifies an object has a word in it that none of the others do... Yeah. You can't just say that defining word and it know what you're talking about. You have to say the whole phrase. Right. So there's a few little quirks there in the yeah. sense that I can't... For instance, if, if I had a disc in the drive, yeah. uh, say Assassin's Creed 2, if I say play disc like you used to on the system, it doesn't know what I'm talking about. Oh, you have to if say... I, if I say play Assassin's Creed, it doesn't know what I'm talking about. I have to say Assassin's Creed 2. Right. Play Assassin's Creed 2 and it will know what I'm talking about. And it can read the fact that Assassin's Creed 2 is labelled with Roman numerals. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, it seemed okay with the fact that it was I, I. Good. So That's I said, a relief. So I said that could be a problem. <laughs> See, why, that could, that... They even, why would they even put that in? Why Why could you not just say play or play disc? Play disc would why, be nice. Why do you have to say the name of the game? It's not like you have multiple discs in there somehow and you're like, oh no, I have to choose which <laughs> well, no, it's, it's because... Um, well, yeah, actually, from the home screen, it doesn't make any sense. They should have just allowed the play disc. Um, but from the other screens, it makes a bit more sense. Well, from, like, like your, where you can quick launch. Yeah, the quick, the quick play, play is pretty, whatever. the quick play is pretty cool, because it is a list of your recently used things. And they've changed the whole design, so instead of always getting a small text ver- list in, in a vertical form, pretty much every game list is always big and shows five on a page in big with all the box art. And, uh, you select them like that, which is kind of cool, because it makes the, uh, you know, you get to see all the box art a bit more often, and it's, sort of, it's quite fancy. Um, and, but, even that, I think they've missed a trick. I think, don't get me wrong, it's great. You can say Xbox Bing, and it'll do the search, and it'll yeah. know what you're talking about, and that'll work, so that's lovely. Cool. Um, even though it's not available in some regions, and for some accents, naturally. Um, but the, uh, they've missed a trick, and I can't go, from the home screen, or anywhere on the, say, I'm on the one of the home level, you know, the top one of the top level menus. Yeah, I can't then say the entire path of where I want to reach and it understand and it me. Pass that whole thing. So if I was to, yeah, so if I was to say Xbox Quick Play Outland, yeah, it would get it wouldn't do that whole process. I'd have to go Xbox, wait for the thing to pop up. Well, no, I could say Xbox Quick Play, to but get, then to get to that list, but then I have to wait for it to move to the next screen. And then additionally, play. it has to be on the screen in order for it to know what I'm saying. Yeah. So if Outland isn't so in my top five, lost, yeah. yeah. If Outland isn't in my top five games, I have to use next, next, next to scroll through the list until the game is on screen. Yeah. So I think they've missed a trick. Well, there. maybe that. that yeah, I mean, that sounds like it could be a technological imp- um, imitation that could be fixed in the next generation. Console, yeah. Right? I mean, uh, you know, a lot of this record <laughs> things in this frame. Well, no, because they'd have to know know every word of the system at every time rather than you can see how technically they might it, it is possible that, that there are at some points for instance there might be uh, ambiguities between what you're asking it to do for instance on the games tab mm. there's both game marketplace and game my, and my games and all of those involve the word games so perhaps if you were to just say you know maybe if you gave the whole path games my games then something, then it's okay. But if you're on yeah. that page and you just say game marketplace, you know, maybe maybe it would then go to the games page and look for a game called marketplace. I don't know. There must be some tricky um, language recognition things. Yeah, natural that, language. That stuff. might be a bit tough. And it's weird because it, it's a little bit disappointing because you'd think on the my games list you could say any one of your games and it would know about it because it's in the context of your games. Yeah, that makes sense. So you but should go over to, but it doesn't. No, they have to be on screen. Oh, that sucks. And but which is weird because I don't really have to do that because Bing. Knows. works out what you're saying. Yeah. And you could say anything at that point and it would figure it out. So it's it, it's obviously got fairly good voice recognition in terms of figuring out what word you're actually saying. Yeah. Um, regardless of context. But, yeah, it just I don't know. There's a few things they seem to have missed out and hopefully the updates over the coming weeks will sort it out. Because this isn't the end of this update that's like only really? the first wave. Oh, because, right. well, there's stuff missing. Like, you know, because most of the TV apps don't oh, exist yeah. yet. In the, for, UK, in the UK, anyway. um, well, no, they don't really exist in America. Either. Like, you have who, to re-add them, don't you? Yeah, like, Hulu and things apps. and Netflix didn't make the initial launch. Like, well, Netflix did, but there's, but uh, well, we don't know this firsthand. But I read that they sort of messed it up in that the Netflix actually offers less functionality than it did before. Oh. Um, 
which is a bit funny. Never mind, that doesn't yeah. affect us. No, it doesn't affect yeah. us. <laughs> Not until Netflix Europe comes out. But... Yeah, but even there, it'll probably be a different app or a slightly altered app. Perhaps, yeah. Um, YouTube is coming, which will be amazing. Which will be a lot better. Yeah, it means we no longer have to crowd around my PC to watch YouTube videos. <sighs> why, why, not, why not just make a web browser, though? No, I don't think there should be. Because, well, it, because then they have to start dealing with the standards war and shit like that. And, you know, it means they don't have to keep keep up to date a browser on the system. And I think voice search of YouTube is the, one of the best ways to use it on a... On yeah. Because it's like the future they TV. talk about, you know, mobile in general. They talk about the browser is the future for apps in general. You know, it's like eventually there'll come a point where the app isn't an existing bit of code. It'll just be an online, you know, everything will be accessed via a web page. And it's like, fine, I, I kind of get that. But we're a long way from that being ideal. And uh, for now, having an app that does a purpose is the best solution. I think that... Because it means they can tailor it to connect. They can make the interface all sort of super nice and connect gesture-y and stuff like that, which they wouldn't be able to do with a web page. I think that the iOS and the App Store... Will they bother the connect integration? I'd imagine they would. The entire dash is connectable now. You know, all the apps are connect controlled. (coughs) I just think the success of the Apple App Store and iOS in general, after after they introduced apps with the iPhone 3G, mm. it's just I think it's just proven that bespoke apps people just prefer them to web apps. I mean, currently, yeah, I think I, I think the web is it, it would be yeah the web, if like in the future I see like um, bookmarks for instance being linked to a web page, but uh, as they are now, but they link to a web app. Hmm. That is downloaded on the fly from the web. Yeah, you know, it's like how and things like Battle Log for Battlefield Three are in a way kind of paving the way of that concept. You know, you log on to the web page to do what you need to do, um, and everyone gets the same experience. And it means you don't have to ever have updates on your current system because it always gets the yeah. version that's live. Uh, I think long term that would be great, but we're as I say, we're just a long way. From I think we're a long way because, like, everyone that's trying to do because, like, look at Google, like the Android marketplace is successful, mm. obviously, and that has bespoke apps. Oh yeah, right? and but stuff where they're trying to push web apps like the Chrome OS and the Chromebook, it's not doing well. It haven't hasn't done well. No, yeah. and and um, although the that Chrome does have a new technology there, which sounds quite interesting, in that you can go to a. They've almost done the, the step I'm talking about, and that Chrome can run code streamed off the net so Bastion for instance is one of the first games to use oh yeah I saw that to use the new Chrome compilation system so you can go to the website and provided you paid for the game the code will download to your browser and the browser will run the game that's kind of cool and it's like that's quite neat oh did you see that stuff talk of news this week of uh, the OnLive have launched like so iPad apps and stuff so Mm. you can play a PC game in full you know, you can play Skyrim at full resolution, but on your iPad. Because <laughs> all the computing is done in the cloud, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. you just... <laughs> it, it's so you control it really badly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. still... With epic lag. It's quite funny. <laughs> Even worse than it already controls, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that, yeah. Well, yeah, services like OnLive, again, may work if someone ever solves the problem of ping. But well, apparently it's reasonable, but you wouldn't. We wouldn't like it. I mean, you're we're, you particularly are very sensitive to that kind of yeah. input lag, and obviously it's unacceptable for certain kinds of game. But I mean, a lot of people can. And we still have his internet. Yeah, yeah, forever. Because <laughs> I'm never going to get better. If well, you're, if get you're better getting fibre till the end of next year. Yeah, but that's within. It's not like need a market. <laughs> no, 
I mean, yeah, the town of Ipswich isn't going to get BT Infinity fibre optic lines yeah. installed until December next year. So we've got a whole year to wait until we can get off shitty ADSL. Yeah, but on, if you onto, live onto a hundred megabit per second Virgin Media capable lines, you're definitely better off living in a town, though. Yeah, for obvious reasons. For yeah. interwebs. Oh, there was a big ruckus this week. This is actual news. <laughs> news, <laughs> sort of, sort I of related. We said no, no real news. No, no, no <laughs> but it's sort of, it's kind of related in that there's a big ruckus going on in the UK at the moment about the rollout of 4G networks um, because America already has it in several cities. Um, the, the 4G mobile network um, and the campaigners are saying this is, a, this is a great idea because it will enable us to get proper internet access to rural areas which some places are still without proper broadband so if there's a 4G mobile network it gets around the problem of having to yeah. um, route um, cables and stuff to them except for the fact that they've already said that the, the coverage areas kind of similar to the American coverage problem will be patchy at best for 4G yeah. so it's and they're saying, well, you've got to hurry up and do this. It's like, <laughs> because cause rural places need internet. It's like, I was talking about this this morning, actually. I think, it, wasn't there a stage where at one point they were considering the internet as a um, a living necessity in this country or something? So it was on like the, I don't know if it's like the human rights list or something, but it's like, they're, they're consider- like, yeah. the, like the television is considered a necessity yeah, and for, for living. Like power. I think the internet, yeah, and power and running water and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think, I think internet be, yeah. may have been introduced that to that. So, like, there's a. I can a... get behind that more than the human right thing. That's yeah, a bit, that's a bit over the top. You have a human right to use YouTube and watch cats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's cool, but it's not true. I mean, you know, <laughs> well, you, well, I'm, I'm not, not sure I could live my life without the internet. Because then you, you, you <laughs> start moment. at the moment. You start degrading the whole point of human rights for like people in, you know, Africa or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like... So the Xbox Dash is pretty cool. <laughs> it's seamless. <laughs> seamless dancing. Yes, Xbox Dash is, yes. I agree. I agree about the Xbox Dash. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Although okay. things seem to be a bit hidden away, do they not? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> they do. It's, it's funny, it's like we talked about this before. <laughs> <laughs> and there was some technical hitch that then we had to restart recording. Yes, and, and repeat like, that. Yeah. It's similar to what it would be if that had happened. Yes. Technical hitch. No, no, no. I'm trying to rewind my thoughts back to what you the hell just we were saying. Oh, yes, like there's yes. more steps between yes, things. Yes, there are a few more. Like some people are complaining about where indie games is hidden. For instance, it's like Microsoft is sort of championing indie games. It's like we support you. Well, they're supposed that. to. Yeah, and then they've hidden it away in a few more steps than it used to be. You used to just have to go games, and then there'd be an indie tab. Yeah. Um, there. But cool. now you have to go games, game marketplace, game type. And then Type. indie games is listed there somewhere, um, and you click that, and then you see the indie games, and then you have to sort them by what you want and stuff like that. So it's it's a bit, it's quite a long way in, and uh, but all of that is voiceable. <laughs> so I could do the big role of saying games quite a few times. Um, I watched the the joystick review right. of the dash where they were talking about a few things, and um, uh, oh no, it was Games Radar's review, sorry, not joysticks, and they had a. Um, they they picked up on it, and I sort of noticed this as well. It's a bit weird. The sort of the icon they use for game type is really strange because most of the other places they have like a uh, an icon or a symbol meaning you're going to another menu or something, or uh, some of the time anyway. And it's like for this one, like game genre has like a little list looking icon. Game type has a girl in a green jacket in a weird pose, and it's like right that doesn't really fit in. That looks a bit like an advert. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it's a, it, that, that's a bit out of place. So it's, and it's not totally obvious. Um, I was also thinking of talking about the fact that I found it tricky to see the uh, deals of the week. Because, uh, you know, where the, where the labels are all positioned on it, you know, it's there. It's actually really easy to get to. It's on the home screen. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't find it for ages, because I, partly because I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, because you look at the labels of the, of the, like, the boxes and things, and they have a standard label position of being in the bottom left. So you look for what things are called in the bottom left. Yeah. What I didn't realise is that for deals of the week, instead of putting deal of the week or deals of the week as the text... They put what the name of the theme of the deal is. Right. So it would be like superheroes or okay. or driving games. So you have to like look, you have to say superheroes. And the, the part of the box actually says sales and deals. And it's uh, in sort of like a, in a graphic-y sort of way. And it's like, okay, weird. That's the one inconsistent part of the interface I've found. You can't Where say sales and deals. No, you can't say sales bad. and deals because it's not the label of the object. Yeah. And it's, so it's... <laughs> That's a bit weird. It would have been better if they did sales and deals and then had that text as the part of the sale graphic, blah. So they, 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 sure. I think they messed that up. But it's a, it's a nitpick. Let's go to improve that. Yeah, yeah. it's a nitpick. <coughs> uh, yeah, and other, you know, I, 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 we talked about apps earlier and like, you know, the web stuff. And I want to expand on that a little bit because they're bringing like other TV services like 4OD and Demand 5, which would be cool because the PlayStation equivalents suck. The iPad um, should be coming to the n- Xbox. No, that's what I heard. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. they changed their mind. Yeah, recently there's something. So are Microsoft letting all users have it, or have BBC crumbled to let gold members only <coughs> have it? Because that was the original argument. Yeah, that was the problem, wasn't it? I can't remember whether they resolved that. Well, they must have done if it's coming. But uh, yeah, I can't remember. Well, that's good news because PlayStation obviously had the bespoke app for iPlayer yeah. installed a few months back, which was lovely. Um, so it'd be nice for Xbox to have the same thing. Uh, yeah, but with the inclusion of 4OD and Demand 5, and perhaps ITV Player will eventually come across. They'll have bespoke apps on Xbox, which will do the same job that the PS3 browser is pretty incapable of doing correctly. Yeah. Because um, the PS3 browser is beyond crap. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, that'll be good. But if you think about it, they've called the whole thing apps. Yeah. What else are they going to make it do? Yeah. It's like, where are they going with this? Is there, is there more that we don't know about that's cool. that they're going to try and integrate? Which is nice, because I know PlayStation have experimented with things like this in the past, but to no real effect. They <laughs> um, have Xbox Home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be sweet. <laughs> Microsoft Home. Have a look, look, look at Bill Gates' home. It'll be like a, a really extravagant version of Through the Keyhole. That would be sort of, <laughs> that would actually be sort of a cool thing to do at home if it had like recreations of act- people's actual houses <laughs> that like, people wander around in. MTV cribs the the game. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. Well, I have that. Do you reckon? Um, uh, I don't know. I just suddenly remembered Xbox Prime Time. There's been no, still no word on whether they're bringing that concept back. What you mean, like the dead. video game stuff? One versus well, yeah, one versus hundred. I game mean, show. I mean, yeah. I think they, I think they ditched it, but there's still no word. You know, it's not <laughs> ever been said it's officially totally dead. I don't think, but it's yeah, it's okay. a shame. I loved that concept. <laughs> yeah, don't it was it awesome. Made any money though, I think that was possibly it. But they had so many players, and yeah. on the Saturday shows, they had adverts. Hmm. That means money. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Weird. Equals dollar pounds. <laughs> dollar pounds. So yeah, it's quite strange. But yeah, get it if you haven't. 
somehow it'll work. Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait do you actually have an option? Do you have a choice? You can, you can choose not to, but then you won't be allowed on Xbox Live. Oh, right, yeah, <laughs> So yeah. really, you don't have a choice. Well, no. Unless your Xbox isn't live <coughs> connected and you're somehow still using the blades. It's, uh, get, get your Xbox to an internet connection and get it. Get it. I haven't been using my Xbox, and I think now is the time, I got an email saying, now is the time for auto-renewal of your gold. I was like, oh, okay, fine. And oh. I got another email saying, your credit card is out of date. Update it, otherwise we can't do your auto-renewal. I was like, and then I forgot about it. <laughs> so basically, I thought I'd update it recently, because I bought some DLC, so I don't know, maybe they've got my old card listed and my new card, and, my, and they tried to build my old card, failed, and couldn't be bothered to use my new yeah, card. Yeah, no, I've had that happen to me, actually. Yeah. I had to take my old card off. That's what I probably need system. to do, yeah. Anyway, so fail there on Microsoft's uh, part. Yeah. Uh, they, probably, they probably don't want to do that in case... What, auto-bill your new card? Well, in case it's not, it might not necessarily be like a new card, it might be a different... You might have person. two accounts or whatever. Yeah, I suppose... They don't just want to automatically assume that the other cards on there is just as viable to take cash from. Yeah, yeah also, they're not running sensible. They're not running the uh, the normal renewal deals that they were from quite a lot of last year and mm. quite a lot of this year early this year well, I got Microsoft points last time I renewed I got again my Xbox rewards <laughs> thing yeah they sent me Connect Sports last time oh that's pretty good which was pretty nice <laughs> before you had a connect before I had a connect yeah <laughs> so I really was just like we're going to make a profit of like 160 quid off this well no <laughs> I, they did, I did have a choice of four but I already had Halo Reach I, did, I wasn't really interested in having a copy of Connectimals because um, you didn't have a connect either. You no. quite like that game, though. Didn't you? It was alright. Was... So I could have had like um, I could have also had Fable Three or Connect right. Sports. So I chose Connect Sports because you know Fable, Fable Three. Is Fable good. Three, yeah. You know we'd be playing that. <laughs> and, you know it would it would be against my undying hatred for Peter Molyneux. <laughs> I didn't really hate him that much. He's never delivered a good like. Well, he's, he's he's made one sort of good game that I kind of like, and that was Black and White, the first one. You're not a fan of the theme park? <laughs> no, no, not really. No, that was the weird thing. I always tried to play it and found it annoying as hell because it's like this is supposed to be great, and like I played it far too much. It was the, but always sucked at it. It was hard for some reason. Yeah. Or at least, well, maybe when we were eight it was hard. I said if we played it now it would be easy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's the same way as like Theme Hostel where I could never, I never got very far in it and then when I went, went back and played it when I was older it was like, oh man, I can actually handle this now. <laughs> I know how to play games. <laughs> what about Dungeon Keeper? That's pretty good. Was, did he? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's him. I'll give you that. Yeah. I, I still hate him. Another game which is a lot harder than it seemed because it was hard when we were young. Yeah. It was like, I could never get past like level 6 of Dungeon Keeper 2 and then I was like, I'll go back and try that again. Oh, it's well easy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll complete the whole game now. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you that. But that's Peter Molyneux of old. Peter Molyneux of new generation is an arsehole. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) He was better when he was doing grid-based strategy games. (laughs) Populous. Yeah, exactly. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, okay. And I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Old Peter Molyneux is okay. Is, is I liked dude. that guy. Yeah, he was. Well, I liked what he made. I might not have liked that guy. We we didn't really know what his promises were at that time. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't know that guy at the time. He was just a name. <laughs> yeah. But once he came out and started talking shit, it was like, oh no, you're saying stupid things. Shit talker 1.2. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Shall we get on? Since we've forgotten what the middle of the conversation was. Oh, what else is there? Oh, there was some news about. Oh, right. um, news. oh I didn't realise this. Did, did you know about Felicia Day in uh, Dragon Age Two? I knew about it, but I deliberately ignored every because I, I, I saw the headlines, but I was like, no, don't care. Really, don't care. I, I really don't care about Dragon Age. To be honest, I, was like, I don't care about the game. But Felicia Day is pretty cool. And so yeah. Eddie showed me She's the other right. night. Showed me the, uh, uh, the the game, the video of her. Um, as she tried to awkwardly get around saying, but didn't manage it, of her playing herself. Yeah. Um, or with herself, because she's not a playable character, she's an AI or something. Right. An NPC, or, but she sort of, I don't know, Dragon Age, blah. Dragon Age, but, blah. But anyway, that's quite entertaining, because halfway through it she realises she doesn't actually have the <laughs> C pack she's trying to demo on the video, so she has to go buy it in the middle of the video. <laughs> <laughs> that was some bad planning. <laughs> it was quite funny. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty cool. I just like like it that it's actually her. They mocapped her. Well, they, they were yeah. performance acting. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That you know, sort of like sort of indie people sort of making a actually finally getting somewhere and people realizing that they're awesome. What by Felicia Day? Or... <laughs> yeah, I'm just like what by where Felicia Day? They're so indie. Well, Felicia Day's not exactly mainstream, is she? Uh, no, I. No, bordering on it though. Mm. <laughs> Certainly mainstream in the geekosphere. Mm, She's been I in guess. thing Joss Whedon shit, hasn't she? Yeah, I, she'll be in some film before long. I thought. Anyway, but yeah, I thought that was cool. Also, as I said earlier, flat out three. Who saw that coming? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I saw everyone? that pop up on Steam. <laughs> Is that surprising? Well, yeah, because they had flat out two was like ages ago. <laughs> We're talking like five or six years. Some. Crazy. It's not like they haven't resurrected, I don't know, Annihilation <laughs> or. So who's making this? Uh, I don't know. Some, but it's not made by Bugbear. It's not made by the same studio because Bugbear is busy on the new Ridge Racer. Yeah, all right. Um, so it's even, it's, 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 that's what makes it even weirder. That means someone has handed it off to someone else as a franchise. And it's like, I don't think you had much of a franchise going there, guys. That's it true. Was, it, you know, the only reason. It depends how much effort they want to put in. If it's like the same engine or whatever, and it's just basically making a whole load of new tracks and sprucing things up. Well, the screenshots look a lot more blurry. <laughs> well, that's obviously, some work's been done there. <laughs> they've added Turn on blur. <laughs> they've added motion blur. Like proper motion blur rather than the sort of weird round the screen blur that you sort of get on old games that tried to do blur. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and there's that tale about there's there's the teaser trailer released by some guy, um, presumably for the developer that are somehow associated with Sony, saying basically going on about how we can't believe this hasn't leaked yet. There's been you know we can't believe no one knows about this. Look forward to wait wait till the VGAs, which are happening today, um, to see this really? amazing trailer of like so apparently and it, this is a trailer. It's not a teaser. It's a trailer. We're we're actually pretty near done with this, and it's like what. So we have absolutely no idea what this is about. So this isn't really news. But <laughs> it's like some guy is based Sony or some major developer or something. They, they advertise it as you know it's a developer everyone knows. And mm-hmm. So it's like what's going on? Is that so? so is a there's a big game for Sony by a big developer that is somehow not leaked? That in itself is quite astounding. I suppose it's like how did that happen? <laughs> well, because you're just so used to everything leaking everything out of Sony leaks. all the time. Everyone knows everything about every game that's about to come out. 
Grand Theft Auto, they do pretty well. At, like, five. Like, that's been in development for, like, must have been development since four came out. I guess. And nothing leaked. Mm. Which so that's another one of those kind of, like, everyone knows that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah everyone knows it's going to happen. But that kind of implies that they'd be more likely to leak if everyone knows it's it's happening. Yeah, Obviously, and yet didn't, nothing is leaking. Didn't, like, Blizzard say last week or something that they're making a new franchise that's not any of the ones that they're already doing. Yeah, but, yeah, but if Blizzard the... are doing it, we won't see it until the next decade. <laughs> it was Epic. Right? Well, the game, yeah. We'll see a lot about it. <laughs> yeah. Epic have said that. Oh, was it Epic? Week. Yeah. Maybe I was getting... They're doing something new. Because well, they finished Gears. They finished Gears, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> But they're like, it'll be different. Yeah. No, no more Super right. Burly guys. Enormous no more Unreal 3. <laughs> Maybe. I doubt it. It'll be Unreal Powered. Yeah, well. But what will it be? We shall see. Table tennis. <laughs> That's what Rockstar did. I know. It'll be something, it'll be something ludicrous like that. Epic curling. That's <laughs> <laughs> <so> sweet. There'll <laughs> be a special. You'll have to shout at the connect to be that Scottish woman from the English team. From the, the, the Scottish woman. Yeah. From the British team. So the Harry! Harry! And then your guys go a little bit more vigorously. <laughs> With their little broom things. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> top tip, epic curling for next year's game of the year. <laughs> top tip, top tip, top tip, top tip. <laughs> so anyway, is that the end of the news? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm running out of stuff to say. Not step down as like lead developer of Minecraft, which he virtually was already. Really, really. Well, well he's like working on scrolls. He, he. That's what I thought. Yeah. It maybe this is all kind of like. The people on the internet bitching about things again but it's like Hooray. he takes so many goddamn vacations and that is legitimately true he does take so many goddamn vacations <laughs> well fair enough <laughs> and then but then it's like the other guy who was sort of the secondary programmer I guess for Minecraft yeah. he was more of the one who actually put in the things that people wanted and got stuff done oh, cool. <laughs> and it's like and now it's being handed off entirely onto him it's like well I guess we'll still continue to get updates then because the guy who was actually doing the work is still going to be doing the work but now he might be able to get to do more yeah, maybe. Like if, if, if not just forcing the creative vision so much. Yeah, maybe yeah. not just like, well, you've achieved, I've achieved what I wanted to achieve here. It's your turn. You can go nuts with it now. Yeah, maybe. Do, do what you want. And he's got a cat. What? Who? The guy who's taking over control of Minecraft. Oh. So like a cat. Do we know his name? Jeb. Oh. Jeb. Okay. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I go think Jeb. that's right, yeah. I only know him by those three letters. <laughs> because he probably has some crazy Swedish name. Yeah, he does, yeah. I think he does, yeah. So that's pretty Bjorn cool. <laughs> I made this. So that's the news. The news. Moving on to what you've been playing, Games I guess. we've actually been playing. Should I go first this week? <laughs> probably. So I haven't got much to talk about. I just let's been let's do this. carrying on playing Dirt 3. Yum, yum. Uh, really like that. That game is sweet. <laughs> as you, as you know, I keep going on about it, but it's just, it's one of the most fun I've had this year, I think, playing games. So, it's a lot of fun. Given that you've now played it quite a lot. Yeah. How is the repetition sort of thing settling in? It's because... actually, it's actually my worries about the repetition, because you think the longer you play, the more repetition, right? Yeah. But really, uh, it seems they've kind of paced the, um, unveiling of new, uh, stages. To the point where it's actually more variety the further you go in. Right. Do you see what I mean? Okay, so, so at early stages, there are less stages unlocked or whatever. It doesn't say unlocked or anything. Mm. But so you get more repetition in the early stages because you get the same track or whatever twice. Sure. But, the, but that would start to drag after a while. So 
they introduce more. So at this point, there's a, there's loads of stages to, for them to choose from for a given event. So it actually gets better. And I think they're getting longer as well. The newer ones I'm unlocking are like three, four minutes long instead of two oh, okay. Minutes. So the, the rally tracks are even better, yeah. basically. And basically. That's cool. So I think they've, they've, they've kind of done it really. There is still repetition, obviously, but it actually... Yeah, it's kind of almost they're gets trying, better as so it goes along rather than worse. Yeah, because that was kind of... Well, yeah, Grid suffered from that really badly. Yeah. Um, and Dirt 2, to a degree, was quite bad for that. Because yeah. you're always racing the same... It would just be a different combination of events in the same vehicles on the same tracks. You know, they'd never sort of really do something crazy. Like, just for just this once, let's have raid trucks trying to do a rally stage. Yeah. <laughs> you, can you, know. you can do that online. You can do that online and in single race. They just didn't put it in the campaign for some reason. I think that would have been an awesome switch up. Let's try and do, like, rally cross in trucks. It's... <laughs> Speak of the raid thing, there's not much. You know, I said it is still in there. Yeah, there isn't much of it at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite limited. Ooh. But uh, anyway, uh, um, yeah. So the repetition stuff is actually pretty cool uh, in that respect. Mm. That it's getting better. Um, there is still like say that I got to the Winter X Games and every track was in Aspen or whatever because that okay. makes sense because yeah. it's all in the location. They were different tracks, but they were all snowy and in the same location. Okay, whatever. yeah, no, that, that makes sense. That, that I can deal with. Yeah, yeah. but uh, in the general events, yeah, there's a lot of variety, and I've just started unlocking. So there are these big, the um, seasons are these Triforce things that fold up into pyramids, but there's like four main seasons. Uh, But once you've done enough events and won enough, I think, of a certain class, you start unlocking these miniature pyramids in front in the menu. And uh, so there's one for each kind of event. There's like a rally one, a rally cross one, you know, a trailblazer, etc. And they are world tours of just that event. So you can jump in and do rally world tour Hmm. and just do every stage of every location, which I haven't gone in and done yet, but I'm like, yes, that's going to be fun. I'll just sit down and do rally. I almost wish I'd done that when I was, when I played Dirt 1. Mm. Does that happen? It's like, yeah, it had the the career stuff and the the, the pyramid But you also had the... But it mixed in all the events as you went and it's like, but you also had that option that you could just do at the start. It's like, let's just do the rally season. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd play old school Colin McRae style. So this way it's kind of integrated. I wish I'd done that, really. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So now it's kind of integrated into the... Not really. It's like a second stream campaign, but it's the same menu. You don't have to go into a separate section to access those bits like you did in Dirt 1. Okay. It's not like... Because in Dirt 1 you had that giant pyramid, didn't mm-hmm. you? So And the rally championships were all separate, weren't they? I think. You had to go in a different menu for those stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was separate from the pyramids. So this is all kind of integrated, which is nice. It allows you to get to anything really quickly and play. And you know, I was saying, uh, I was wondering if the Mini Countryman is in the game. Well, it yeah. is in the game, and they introduced it in the Winter X Games with a kind of cool one-off stage, <laughs> which was challenge thing which was basically the top gear race the bobsleigh challenge <laughs> which is freaking sweet Excellent. it's quite short it's only like two like a two minute little yeah, run yeah, yeah. down the side but you could see the bobsleigh going and you had to beat that, the time or whatever really quite cool. yeah it was really twisty as well so you <laughs> can't go very fast on that but that was like yes <laughs> so now i have the mini but it was like quite nice how they introduced it with something quite quite unique neat, yeah. yeah no that's cool I think I think racing games need a few more of like you know just as you're going through the racing progress. games basically just need to steal all their ideas from Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a set piece, but it was really nice and no, 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 well yeah, done. They don't necessarily have to steal from Top Gear, but just mix up the flow every now and then with something a bit oddball. You so, know, like one offs aren't bad; they're fine. So that was kind of cool, and all the Jim Carl stuff is still in there, mm. and you know, it's still amazing looking. And speaking of which, I, um, you know, I said I bought all of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. 
I jumped into episodes of Liberty City or whatever. Okay, yeah. That is quite well. Grand Theft Auto 4 is quite an old game. Mm. That PC port is not good. It's not. <coughs> it plays fine on mine. Like, mm. it, it'll run at 60. But, just about. But it doesn't look that great. And, like, if you look at my um, graphics card temperature, it's like 5 degrees higher than on Dirt 3 on Max, which <laughs> is running perfectly and yeah. looks amazing. So, not, not a very efficient graphics no. port. It's just not optimised. It's no. like so. Uh, it's so me they still thinking the awful because that had horrible DRM, didn't it? When GTA Four launched, does, it, uh, does that, I guess that's not proving a problem. That doesn't really. seem to be a problem at all. Okay. No, not anymore. But um, I'm I, obviously there's been patches and stuff, but it's yeah. just not optimised for PC. Which is, I really hope they do a day and date GTA Five nice optimised launch yeah. on PC, which they might do this time because looking at the console situation. But would they do a Red Dead? Do you reckon? Like, no, they're never going to do that, which is terrible because I would totally pay full price for that again. <laughs> they're missing out on quite a lot of money here. Well, yeah, because I, mean, that game I know is... quite a few people that were sort of holding off because yeah. they thought that a PC version was going to come out. It's a shame because they've done LA Noir. but yeah. they should just do Red Dead, but they're not going to. Uh, I, it's, it's a real shame. I, I, don't, I don't really know what the reasoning or behind that is. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, maybe they're really busy in Rockstar San Diego doing yeah. something that we don't know what it is. Well, they could, they could have just hired, <coughs> do what other studios do and hire a lesser developer to do the port. Maybe, but you've got to, that's where you run into trouble with these big open world games ported to PC and then they, this is a bad port and then mm. disaster. I mean, that's kind of what's going on with True, this. True, but it's not yeah. impossible. No, it would be, no, I'm not saying it's impossible, but that, there would be, I would totally play it again. I'd be really well, happy to play it. It would look amazing. Port, you, know, in, you know, this is the weird thing that gets me. It's yeah, like Xbox to PC ports shouldn't be difficult. No. That's the whole point of Xbox. That's so the that thing. You, that you design it like you would a PC game. Yeah. I think GTA 4, like, I don't know, because once you start to kind of up the draw distance and stuff, because they've got it kind of quite carefully optimised on the console mm. for to do with, like... How much it can handle. Yeah, how much it can handle, but also, like, sort of, I don't know, blur and distances, and everything is, like, tuned so that mm. it looks good. Uh, but when you start introducing more power and ability to see further, suddenly things look a bit odd at distance, and mm. you can't... And, unless you can go full whack and just, you know... Which you can't do. I mean, like I was saying, my PC, I mean, Dirt 3 runs, runs really amazing. And, and I was thinking, oh, well, maybe it's just my awesome PC that makes everything look amazing. No, it's the games, you know, the coding no, well, yeah. is vitally important no, to yeah. how the, the, good a game looks. I was, I was saying this last cast, wasn't I? The Ego Engine is such a good impressive. engine. I know it's just for racing. And so in that case, it's limited. You know, mm. you're not going to be able to use that to make a GTA game. But no. it just looks so good. It's, it like, is impressive. And... Yeah, I mean, presentation-wise, that is just... It's just out of this world, really, compared mm. to most of the stuff going on. I mean, it looks better than a, a lot of shooters, you know, I think, in terms of just sort of... Well, I don't know just how general, compare, general just fidelity general and, general, and general detail. Yeah. You know, it's the little things. In a racing game, you generally don't pay attention to the little things. But yeah. even in Dirt 1, they had wind physics applying to the broken bits of tape where you've gone off the track. I did and see some like, YouTube, YouTube footage of Dirt 1 the other day. And oh, it yeah. is hilarious how, like, next generation brown it is. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really it's funny. It's very brown. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, it's got a nice palette, Dirt 3. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I don't think I've be, really been playing anything else. I remembered another bit of news. Oh yeah, news, which really shouldn't have been news, but there, you know, there's other. There's basically, 
Apparently, Back to Karkin may have actually come out with Battlefield 3. Oh, yeah. And I, I wasn't that. really, I, I haven't yeah, paid yeah. any attention to Battlefield basically no, this I last, did, I last did, two weeks. So. No, I, I didn't, I didn't bring it up because it's only come out for PlayStation. It comes out for PC and Xbox next week. Right, okay. Yeah, there was some confusion about the dates. Some they the just said. There's a patch or something, aren't they? Or something's going on. Yeah, there there's, a, there's a, basically there's a patch that's two gigs large because they couldn't find Jesus. a better way to deliver the maps. So even if you don't have the Back to Garden pack, you still have to get the two gigs with the maps in. It's that on but, Xbox but, too. but in fairness, who doesn't have the Back to Garden pack? Well, apparently, some people don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Someone was like, I bought this in a store and it wasn't the limited edition. It's like, well, how did you manage that? I didn't think there were any <laughs> non-limited editions of Battlefield. I've not seen them. <laughs> they exist. I do not know about it. But yeah, so there was a huge, there's this huge ass patch that I still haven't even seen if it exists yet because I haven't launched Origin for an entire two weeks to play Battlefield, which is kind of sad. So speaking of Origin, I was, uh, um, I'm, I'm buying, I bought Batman on Steam. I was been waiting for that patch. It has finally come. So next time, I haven't started playing it yet, but next time we will have my Batman review. Oh, but next uh, time might be the game of the year. I know. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to have to talk about it because otherwise I won't, have, I won't, I'll have forgotten about it if we leave it a month. We might have to do uh, some kind of thing. Well, no, you, um, yeah, we're not going to get a chance unless we do an extra episode. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I swear about playing that then. It's like the next <laughs> time, know, but in a way, you kind of have to play it because you need to put it in the game yeah. of the year. Like okay. Christmas is next weekend. Not next. Yeah, yeah, I next know. two next, weeks. Next, yeah. yeah, next cast time. Anyway. Yeah, so there'll be a slight delay on the next cast. There you go. Yeah, there we go. And so, then in that delay, we'll decide whether we're going to do two or just one big year game of the year. Well, we've got days off. Yeah, we'll you know, it's, it's yeah. the festive season. We'll have the extra days, so we could do two casts. Indeed. Special! Fine, we don't all get snowed in or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Although so we get to do it online, I guess. So anyway, Batman was uh, cheaper on Origin, I noticed. Not, not surprising. Yeah. So, uh... No, that is surprising. Why is that surprising? They're trying to get people to go on Origin. But it's EA. And EA, also because EA it's EA. Deals. Also because it's EA, they don't have to, like, pay Valve or whatever through Steam. No, but EA don't do deals. EA are evil. Yeah, doing Christmas deals every day, every week up to Christmas. They're all shit, but <laughs> they're trying. That's because there's not much on Origin. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I was partially tempted by Crisis 2, I have to admit. If that comes down enough, I might pick that up. Just because, you know, it's one of those games that's don't actually... Don't let them get you on Origin! No, that's don't... true, but I don't have a choice because it's not on Steam. Yeah, but that, you do have a choice, it's not to buy it. <laughs> don't buy into this shit. Distract yourself with something else when the Christmas Steam sale comes around. That's true. It will. That's true. <laughs> exactly. and, uh, and Save out your money for that. And I've already been buying things on the daily deals. Yeah. Because they've been quite good. That's another clever marketing plan. Well, that's because it, this is this is like almost another pre-Christmas sale they've been doing. Yeah. And then there's a Christmas Christmas sale, yeah, exactly. over, which is going to be a blowout, I imagine. Probably. <laughs> Save like, your money. Yeah, Oblivion's on sale at the moment for £4. Oh, so bad. <laughs> Why would you play that when you've got Skyrim? I suppose if you'd play because, all of because Skyrim. Because Skyrim is £40. <laughs> or if you wanted to get them back or something. Yeah, yeah, but then you'd have to go even further back. Yeah, you can play Morrowind as well. Yeah. Or whatever the... It was the first one with Daggerfall, wasn't it? I think so. You know, people might play Skyrim and think, you know what, Oblivion may not be as good, perhaps. <laughs> people but, might but, play but, Skyrim and then think, I want to play a really bad game now. <laughs> I think a lot of people... Where I can just level up by jumping. <laughs> from what we know, or from what we're about to hear, I guess, Oblivion's probably considerably less buggy. No, no I doubt it. Not <laughs> Skyrim's slightly. considerably less buggy than freaking Oblivion. Really? Yeah, ridiculously that was buggy. like really Oh, buggy. God. Yeah. But, well, um, all, as we were about to discuss, all Bethesda games are buggy all the time. 
A lot of people prefer Morrowind to Oblivion, I think. I thought so. I yeah. Yeah. But anyway. But that's because that was... I guess you could say that was because that was like that's before the Fallout 3 engine <laughs> where everything <Exactly>. got bugs. <laughs> well, well no, it was the Oblivion engine, engine yeah, yeah. It was before Fallout 3, yeah. Which is basically the same engine. Yeah, they're still using it. So shall we go straight into Skyrim talk or do you want to Let's go Let's do Skyrim. Okay. I guess. Zach has been playing The Elder Scrolls 5. Is <laughs> 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 that your reaction to The Elder Scrolls 5? Oh, that's my reaction to that part of it, certainly, because it's like... Well, it's like, there's so much... One of the things... This is just jumping completely into a random part of Skyrim here, but one of the things about it is there's just so many fucking books everywhere! And there's just like, oh wow, this bookshelf has 25 books, and they've all got like 25 pages. It's like, I'm not going to read all this shit! Yeah. Just lore and backstory and shit that I don't know anything about. I mean, like, history books maybe might be helpful in finding shit out about the lore of the world. Because like, I can't even bother to read those, it's just like, ah, oh, too much effort. See, but the trouble is that sometimes some books are skill books, and when you look at them, even if you don't read the stuff, if you just pop it up and close it again, it gives you a skill point. It's like, fuck. Now I have to sit here and open every book <laughs> to see if it gives me a skill point. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, Skyrim. Say <laughs> so Skyrim. Uh, it's sort of like a bit of me kind of likes that idea but like that there is that much backstory but yeah it's fucking annoying that they attached a um an actual benefit to it <laughs> sometimes because it's sort of it would be nice if there was just like a thing where when you're looking at the book before you open it where you know the press e prompt yeah. if there was just a thing where it said skill book <laughs> yeah, this is important. Yeah. well no they should just glow gold in the ui or you know in the the, nothing glows it's not their sex <laughs> I know. You don't get weird like, outlines around everything. They should do. Well, maybe they should actually, but we'll, I guess that maybe come into discussions later. But we'll start from like the top of Skyrim. Demon. I guess we sort of covered the world, the lore part of it there, <laughs> where I don't know anything about anything. But I don't think it seems like that's not the attraction for almost nine. No, 99% of people don't care about no. the lore or the. Uh, they care about the world as in the the. You know the landscape and stuff, but they don't care about like the characters and what the fuck's going on. My, one of my first problems that I had with it is well because they don't. I'm pretty sure it was this game they were talking about, or it was just another game that was very similar. But they were going on about how like we're not going to make you commit to anything like straight away or anything. You can build your character from the ground up. You'll yeah. be equally good at everything at the start or whatever. Who is they? You mean Bethesda? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> But then the trouble with that is it just it's just incredibly weird at the start of the game where it's just like you have you're basically instantly proficient in everything because I mean you're instantly crappily proficient in everything. Right. But you there's no it's like as soon as you start the game you already know a magic spell. The first two guys you kill, one of them has heavy armor, one of them has light armor, and then moments later you find a dead wizard. It's like, oh you can have robes now in case you want to do magic. <laughs> it's like this is a bit sort of Cookie cutter. Yeah, so. it's a bit sort of too obvious how they seed all the different options immediately. <laughs> yeah, how else are they going to do it though? That is cheesy, but yeah, but on. they could start you out with like with like you're a, you're a grunt for a little while well, at the start of the I, game, th- and, I don't and, then know... you, and then you let, and then something happens that gives you the ability to pick a path. I don't know? really know, not just straight away. It's like I guess it is very very slightly sort of more immersive to have it happen in the world than to just do that doing character creation. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. literally like two minutes earlier. You're I doing character that. creation and then you go straight into this pick up whatever you want section. <laughs> I particularly hate doing that in RPGs though, choosing my things before I start the game, like skills and stuff. But you're, it's not they didn't have to make it choose skills. They could have just said like what do you want as your starting equipment? Yeah, okay. 
That makes sense. Because that's virtually what you're doing. You're just doing it in the world. I'm not sure. It just seems kind of weird. Don't you start as a prisoner with no stuff? Well, yeah, but then, like, as I said, seconds later, you get all this, given all these options <laughs> yeah. of stuff, and then you take it all, obviously, <laughs> and then you get overencumbered, and then you're like, fuck, <laughs> I have to drop some shit. Seems alright to me. Inventory management. That teaches you about the encumberment thing. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> It's a cheesy opening, but I see why they did it. It seems reasonable. It is very cheesy. And also it's completely dumb how, like, your sort of first option is like, do you go with the rebellion guys, the prisoners you were with, or do you go with the guys who were just about to murder you? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. (laughs) So obviously you pick the guys who are going to kill you. Yeah, obviously. Although that, that, uh, I just, I, with the second time I went through the intro because of various problems, and also because I wanted to try out another one of the races temporarily. Yeah. I discovered that, like, the two paths are very, very close together, of course, and they just link up after about one minute. <laughs> so it's like, oh well, I guess I don't need to worry about what differences there would have been, because there wasn't any. Yeah. So yeah, went through that shit. But the first time I played, uh, when I was first launching the game, or first installing the game. Oh, because I waited for that patch. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to buy it until that patch comes out, and if the patch notes look good. But apart from I was going to buy it anyway. So I know you were. <laughs> obvious. I was just waiting for that patch, hoping that the patch was going to be good. Which it wasn't. <laughs> Which but... it wasn't in some other ways, but I guess we can get to that as well. But um, I was, when I was looking into, like, what was wrong with it or whatever, and how you can't really... The mod scene hasn't started up because I haven't released the proper mod tools, but there's all kinds of weird EXE hacks and stuff. Yeah. Or, like, any editing... I mean, I guess mean, in the editing, it's more like I could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, if I knew what the values meant. Yeah. But I installed, like, a couple of mods, and they that just made it incredibly unstable. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I just have to go back to vanilla then. Because for some reason, in the first room, it was like, if I was looking in a certain direction, it just lagged the shit up for no apparent reason. And I was like, well, that's not good. I guess I'll go and uninstall those mods and see if that fixes it, which it did. Which so it did. It was like, okay. Okay. Fuck mods then. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, if they haven't got the tools to make things properly, how are they going to know what effects they Well, like, it was the things that I, mods that I put on didn't even seem like they were that important. It was like, better ragdoll fit, well, not better, more realistic ragdoll physics, where when you hit people, they don't go flying into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that's true. And I, it's like, I wasn't sure about saying that a lot. It's like, do I want hilarious or do I want slightly more <laughs> realistic? So, yeah, and then, um, so then the next thing to talk about, I guess, is the graphics. Because I'm totally going to call him out and say that Brad Schumacher is constantly fucking saying that it looks incredible. Like, every goddamn week. Yeah. And it does not fucking look incredible. <laughs> it looks pretty good. Looks good. I wouldn't call it incredible. And it's, it's a very sort of range-limited thing. Where it's like, if you're within five feet of something, then you're into the range of looking shit again. Because it's like, the graphics, the technical quality isn't actually that great. Yeah. And like, pot plants are still flat sprite polygons and yeah. all that kind of standard sure, stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, between like five feet and fifty feet, you're in the range of that looks pretty fine. It's like, it's a gay world. And then beyond fifty feet into the distance, you're into like, this is the realm of complete shit, where things gradually get worse and worse looking the further away, and like, LOD makes everything look lower polygons, and waterfalls just turn into giant, non-moving static polygon lumps. And then, like, on the horizon, it's like, ah, oh, that looks nice. <laughs> so, you've got... here's a nice horizon. <laughs> so, it's like, uh, lame really close, good for a bit, then lame for a long way, and then good again. Yeah. <laughs> so, it goes like, there's like a graph situation yeah. about how things look. Like, it's nice that the horizon is actually, like, I could go there, 
and well, it would be sort yeah, of like that. Yeah, you can literally go there, yeah. That is true. Most reviews did pick up on that, saying that close up, it has quite a lot of rough edges. But it's the distance and the way, and the composition of the, of, of, it's more the composition rather than the technical quality that supposedly defines its look. Yeah. It's like architecture and stuff is pretty cool, I guess. But Red Dead looked pretty good over a long distance. So do you think Brad is just like talking about like how it's sort of like it's not a great, you know, is he talking about the technical, do you reckon, or? I don't know, it's not that looks pretty technically nice. impressive, I don't think. It Although it does it. have, it does stroke, it's like one of the any mods you can do is to like make it load more stuff into the distance. So that or the, change the LOD point. Yeah, I'm not sure if you'd call it an LOD point exactly. It's, it's working on this weird grid system where it's loading a zone around you or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like LOD, but not quite the same. Oh, yeah, presumably that's how streaming game yeah. content works. Exactly. But, yeah. but then, so you can change the distance on that, but as soon as you start turning that up even slightly, it just dies basically it can't handle it so it seems like there's a it must be really power hungry and it's just like they found the precise point where it's like if you go any higher than this you're fucked I did see the uh, you know Eurogamer sometimes do those time lapse videos they did one for Skyrim and obviously because they only have to calculate one frame per second they can turn it up to ridiculous with mods and shit and they just positioned it and they gave you a time lapse video of Mm. the suns going up and down in different locations and it did look pretty damn sweet, I have to say, with everything up, obviously. Although there were some hilarious, like, because when you do that, like, things that wobble in the wind look particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. hilarious. Like, the grass is just going, <laughs> like, super fast. Uh, but, yeah. And it had the uh, music, some of the theme of Skyrim yeah. over over it. That was really good. It's okay, stuff. I guess. It does have the classic problem of, like... I'm, I'm going to be in combat, but only for like three seconds, so the combat music's going to start and then fade out again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that bugs me of a lot of games that do that dynamic music switching. Games need to think of something new for that. Like, yeah. uh, well, the Red Dead was pretty good, the way it could introduce different stings at different times by yeah. doing that. But, um, it's, it's, not, it's sort of it, it was a great because fights tend to last a bit longer than just yeah. sort of like they sort of like faded it in gradually. Yeah, well, that is so it wasn't like a sudden like that is sort of the problem of Skyrim, obviously, because you doesn't they can't really tell how long fights are going to last. Yeah, it could just be like a pansy rat that you're going to kill instantly, or it could be a huge group of guys are going to ambush you or whatever. Yeah, because Red Dead didn't consider wildlife really a fight, did it? No, not really. It was just calm when you were fighting wolves. But so, so that was sort of the graphics, I guess, and the music, and uh. Uh, so, what's the next stage down in this lane? Oh, I should also say about the sky. I do think it's... Does it have a rim? <laughs> it does sort of look pretty good, although I think the night sky is the better one. Yeah, with the aurora. Not really, I haven't really looked at the aurora, but the star, star map is quite nice, and like, yeah. the moons are quite nice sky and detailed and stuff. Night sky of the of the of games of the of the ever forever. Well, maybe I don't know. I haven't really looked at it that much. As I said, it's like I'm you tired. don't look up. <laughs> yeah, you don't stand there looking. The, unless you're fighting a dragon, of course, and then it's like, come down here, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just wave things at it. Yeah, exactly. And there was one time I came out of a cave, and a dragon. There was just a dragon overhead, and I was like standing there. I wasn't even trying to sneak or anything, so I wasn't in stealth mode. I was just like standing there, running back and forth. It was just flying around. It was like, you ever gonna come down? And it just fucking. Like, so you haven't gone to the old archery technique. No, I have, but it's fucking impossible to hit stuff at long range. Oh, is it? Or at least dragon height. What what are your specialisations? Well, at the moment I've been doing mostly, like, stealth archery, 
because stealth archery is clearly awesome. <laughs> Just crouching and going, and then sniping everything in one shot from the shadows. Awesome. Yeah. Although it doesn't really do that much damage, so it's still kind of annoying when it's like, oh no, this guy did die in one shot, now I'll actually have to get into the melee combat. <laughs> so I've also had one-handed as my, like, backup with a shield. Mm-hmm. Haven't been doing very, any, like, any magic, really. And then, uh, I've been trying to do lots of potions, because I like the idea of potions, mm-hmm. except there's problems with that, but we'll get to that, I guess. <laughs> get to it now. Yeah, we're getting to a lot of stuff. Well, I know, I'm thinking about what would be the logical way to talk about this, because I think the next thing to talk about is the sort of weird skill progression. You got your notes? No. <laughs> I'm just making this up. Okay. I'm trying to remember what I was going to say when I was going to write notes. Uh, well, skill progression and, like, the weird things you can do in the world is sort of... I guess this does cover the alchemy, so it's all mashing into one. Yeah. But the, it's like the way you level up the skills is by using them. Yeah. So it's like you automatically yeah. level up sneak while you're sneaking around, which is sometimes really annoying, because you're sneaking along being really selfish, and then it goes, dong! <laughs> <laughs> when it levels up your skill, it's like, fuck! <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of kind of annoying. <laughs> so how does sneaking actually work? So you just crouch. And then what? And then you go it. invisible. Yeah, basically. And you then you a, just walk past it. Well, you have an icon in the middle of the screen that tells you whether people are detecting you or not. Right. Which is like a little eye, eye that opens up the more detected you are. Ah. Hmm. But you can just walk through like a bright, sunny day right past the garden. Well, if your sneak is high enough, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's all about hiding in plain sight or Hiding stuff in front of your face. But uh, I still haven't decided whether I want to go full on dagger backstab for that fifteen times stealth bonus. Yeah, I can already sneak up on sleep. sleep I can already sneak up on sleeping zombies. Yeah, where it's like when they haven't activated, I can get right next to them and they just go prat, <laughs> and I get six times damage with my regular one-handed melee attack, which is when from sneak, which is fairly nice. Mm. But fifteen might be hilarious. But overkill, bam. Uh. But you level up from using these skills and from just using them. And then the, the one of the things that people seem to be really enthusiastic about was, like, how much random shit there is to do in the world. It's yeah. Like, but the trouble is, like... Oh, I could do, like... What's it? You can make things out of wood at a sawmill or something. Yeah, except that's the problem. It's like, if you go to the woodcutter's block, it's like... Well, first you need a woodcutter's axe, which you have to literally find and have in your inventory before you can use it. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, okay, normally there's just one lying around nearby, of course. Of course. Conveniently. It's like every time you go, every time there's a dungeon where, where there might be an ore vein, you always find a pickaxe somewhere in there. <laughs> it's like, oh, I found a pickaxe, pickax. I better be on the lookout for ore veins. <laughs> it's like in Deus Ex if there's a pile of boxes. Oh, there's probably a, like, a, a bed there. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you get so if you were talking about the, like the wood or whatever, you pick up the woodcutter's hat, you go to the woodcutter's block, you press E to animate it. It plays this ridiculous third-person animation of you cutting wood or whatever, and it's like you get firewood. Completely pointless. <laughs> There's absolutely no fucking reason for doing it. it. Doesn't level up any skills. I guess you get firewood, which is worth like five gold for free. So <laughs> I guess you can grind the cash really slowly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So what other random crap? Are so there's like, and there's other things that are along those lines that are completely pointless. Like oh, I can push this gr- like stone uh, grain grinding thing around. That does nothing. I could <laughs> I could like activate this sawmill and put a log on the thing, and then it goes through the sawmill. That does nothing. <laughs> so it's like all these 
half the stuff you can randomly do in the world as third person animations that are all fancy, completely pointless. But then, like, the stuff that you do that is attached to stats, like blacksmithing or whatever. Right. Where you're, like, making armor to level up your blacksmithing skills. Yeah. Firstly, that's really dumb and annoying, because it's like, I need to level up my blacksmithing skills. Well, I guess I just have to make a huge pile of shit armor for no reason that I'm just going to sell. <laughs> it's like, that's not, like, I don't need any more money, thanks. Because I've already got tons. Which is a classic sort of open world problem, where it's like, trying to balance the player economy is virtually impossible. Because it's just like, you go in a dungeon and you loot every damn thing, and then you sell it all. <laughs> I heard that the shopkeepers don't have much money to buy. That is stuff. also quite, quite annoying. In fact, they don't have, they have less money in their account than, or on them, mm. than much less than their stock is worth. Yeah. So, the, you know. Quite a lot of cases. So yeah, you just, you just end up with tons of cash. But I mean, that's always the case with, it's been like that for all of those games. Sure, yeah. It's RPGs. But the trouble, the main problem with like the blacksmithing and the enchanting and all these other things where you have to, you do it to skill up. You're making shit, but that's not necessarily the worst thing. The sort of more annoying thing about it is there's no gameplay mechanic. It's just like you go to a menu and then if you have the resources, you select the thing, you push E and it just dings into your inventory. Right, you haven't got any game to play. Yeah, there's no actual skill. I don't know if I prefer that though, because like, you know, otherwise it goes into sort of Fable 2... But pour a whole bunch of pints yeah, over vision. I wonder if it's minigame territory, yeah. which might not suit. Yeah, but I don't know, I don't know if I prefer, I prefer some of that well, as you well. Sit there, where you sit there just mashing A to bash the armour with a hammer. Well, it's like... Yeah, to a beat or something. It's sort of the same thing that, I, that I've always thought about. Like, <laughs> not a literal, like... Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> to a funky dubstep. Wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-wub-
there's just some sort of classic unsolvable bugs, I guess. Or well, they're probably not Tokyo's. But still, the classic overworld bug, where it's like, I was coming up a hill, and I saw something sticking out of the ground, I was like, what the fuck is that? So I walked up to it, and it was like a, a, like a crab know. just goes, warp out of the floor. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck, it's a crab. <laughs> so none, of that, none of that stuff is game-breaking, though, is it? No. It's just, like, stupid open-world jack. Yeah, it's just the traditional, like, things where you can't, you can't really do any, like, broken mechanics. Well, apart from the ones that they patched in to be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where they completely fucked the magic resistance so it didn't work at all. Yeah, but that's nice. been, since been fixed, supposedly. Is there anything gameplay that's broken? Well, there's various broken quests, supposedly, oh, right. where you can easily, like, if you go somewhere before you've been given the quest, you can cock it up and get stuck. Yeah, there's one in Zelda. Do you hear that? There's a game breaking bug in, in well, Skyward yeah. Sword. If you do something in the wrong order or something, yeah. then you have to start over. Don't, is, it, when are you... there any games with Sky in the title that aren't buggy as shit? <laughs> Skyward Sword is not buggy as shit. I'm sure it's perfectly good. Well, well yeah. It's only crashed on me once. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I guess. Shouldn't crash at all. No. It's not, yeah. well, then again, it's not Battlefield levels of crashiness. No. Well... I don't think I've had Battlefield Crest that one. Well, no, actually, that's tri- not true. Blue screens me occasionally. Yeah, blue screens you. I haven't had blue screens yet. <laughs> I was wondering when last time I had something crash. Dirt 3 crashed when I pressed quit. That's the traditional. That's like yeah. Valve where Half-Life 2 has stopped working every yeah, day you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, as crashes go, that's probably a good one. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's like all these things you can do in the world. There's, and... I've been working on the like the alchemy potions and stuff. Yeah, and that does seem to be maybe the most involved one because it's like armor. It's just like push the button and get armor. Enchanting is like select enchantment, get enchantment. <laughs> it's like there's no effort involved. But alchemy is like you find the ingredients in the world right. and then you you taste them to get the first whatever their first statistic out of four. Okay, and then you combine random things together, and then if they have any matching statistics, you discover the other one. It sounds right up your street, to be honest. Well, but the trouble is... <laughs> it's like Space Camp in-game. Well, the trouble is that there's no logic to it. Ah. There's no actual system. It's just like every random plant and thing in the world that you can collect is just given a random selection of stats. Oh. So there's no, like, oh, maybe if I combine blue things together, it'll make something. <laughs> and there's no way you can, like, get a feel for what things might have. I mean, I guess there is sort of semi-obvious things where it's like, maybe mushrooms have to do with poison, and then maybe this thing called a snowberry has resistance to frost. <laughs> like, well, could, could they have like, had a system where it's a bit like actual cooking, I, I guess, where you're like, <laughs> it's like you taste it, and it's like, mm, this is kind of sour. And it's like, then, you, then you go find something else, and it's like, hmm, this is kind of sweet. And then you combine it, and you get sweet and sour chicken. Yeah, it's like if it had... It's like, <laughs> I great logic. All this vinegar is kind of sour. All this, this sugar is kind of sweet. Yeah. I just put these together. Oh, wow. I've made chicken. I've made chicken. But it's like they, they needed another level, because you have... If they'd had like that, like a flavour level, whereas to, like, to hint you that two things might be compatible, yeah. but without being on the literally what they do level where it's yeah. like resist stamina or whatever yeah yeah or restore stamina or whatever or something more vague than that yeah if they had a sort of middle level of giving you a hint that would have been helpful but instead what I did was and maybe this is an indication of why you like crazy compulsive <laughs> behaviour going on but it's like as soon as I, start, I started thinking because what I was originally doing was I was just harvesting everything I could and things that I got a lot of that were common like easy to find like flowers in the world or whatever Brilliant. I was just going combine those with everything to just eliminate mm. all of those from, the, from that stack so eventually I was like 
But wouldn't it be better if I could only combine the minimum possible things to cover all the different stats? So then I made a spreadsheet. <laughs> and like, yep, it's like Eve all over again. I think your favourite kind of games are the ones where you have to actually make a spreadsheet with pencils. <laughs> it goes back to the yeah, old days. Excel. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I used to have to note everything down. Well, I did, all, I did do pencil ones sometimes. Because it's just more convenient without <laughs> having to do multiple screens and alt-tabbing. Especially because Skyrim alt-tabs really badly. Yeah, it I doesn't like that. it very much. Yeah. I have to run yeah. it in Windows mode, and even then, it because it, it just it takes control of the cursor, so you can't just mouse off it. Yeah, which is a pain in the ass and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I made a spreadsheet, and, uh, and so I, eventually I was like, oh, I'm just, I I got a selection of things that overlap nicely, so it eliminates the maximum number of things and the minimum number of resources. And I was discovering all kinds of shit. And I was like, sweet, so cool. So yeah, like going hella potiony. But the trouble, the trouble, the other trouble with potions is they're kind of a bit inconvenient, which is a problem with the UI that I'm going to get to. But poisons, mm. you can put poisons on like your weapon, where it's like this bow is going to make you slow for a while, or okay. or do some extra damage, or whatever. Mm. But they really, those seem to last like three shots, <laughs> which really sucks because it's like, and you have to go into the menu. I guess we're talking about menus now. You have to go to the menu to apply the poison where it's like, so you go in, you go into your inventory, yeah. you go down to poisons, yeah. you select the poison out of the list, you hit E, it says, do you want to apply the poison to bow? You press yes, and it's like, okay, boy, bow is poisoned. You take three shots. Now you have to go do all that again <laughs> to re-poison your bow. It's like, ah, oh, so inconvenient. Well, you can't hotkey that shit. Well, I'm not sure, you might be able to, because you can do this thing where in your inventory lists, you can favourite stuff. Right. And then that puts it in a little mini list that you can bring up with Q. Oh, cool. Where you can have easy access See, to some stuff. Good. Except the trouble with that is, it's not really that helpful for doing things that I'd like to do, like switching weapons. Because it's like you can buy, you can, it's like I have my various weapons on number keys, of course, yeah. and then I have like health potions on one of the number keys, so yeah. I can quickly get health, yeah. and that makes sense. But the trouble is, it's not, the weapon changing system is really bad for like, Switching between one-handed and two-handed, and like magic and one-handed, and shields and one-handed, because <coughs> it it's some it's not random, but it just seems really annoyingly not. I don't, I don't even know if it's inconsistent, but it just seems like a really annoying system where it's like. So I have my bow as my standard weapon, obviously, because I'm going bow, and that's obviously two-handed because it's bow. Mm. So I have that on like four, mm. and then when it, when it's like, oh no, they're coming into melee range, hit three to get my sword, and Providing I've had the sword and shield as the last thing I use, it also brings out the shield. Cool. And that's fine. But then if I want to, say, heal myself with a healing spell, mm. which I've got on two, yeah. that gets rid of the shield and puts the healing spell in the other in hand, hand. Yeah. as you would expect. So you do the healing. Yeah. But then if I want to switch back the shield, I have to hit one, which I've got my shield bound to, so it switches off the healing spell and back to the shield. Right. And then if I leave it on the healing spell at the end of the fight and switch back to bow, next time I go to sword, it has the healing it spell the healing instead spell. of the sh- shield in the off hand. Yeah. It's like it's remembering all these options that are just not as convenient as, why can I not just have sword and shield bound as one bound thing? As one thing, yeah. That's the kind of thing I would, I used to sort of fix in TF2 by using the config. Yeah. You know, cause like, it's like, like the, uh, per, the melee class and config because the, the button goes to back to your previous item. But if it was the melee, so I just changed it. <laughs> and it just that instead of that, it just toggles between primary and secondary, and then I have melee on the third yeah. key. So it's like that kind of similar problem. Yeah, it should be solvable. 
But, and then, and then if you, if you make the horrible mistake of like, <laughs> pressing the magic button twice, then it, it dual wields it, so it puts it in both hands. But, and then you're like, oh no, oh, I have wow. to change, I have to press the sword key to get the sword back out. And the shield key, <laughs> and get shield the shield. key to get the shield back out. Yeah. And also it's I really, see that being a problem. it's really picky about what hand stuff goes in. Like you can't, for, I can't, easily have hotkeys to say I want the shield in, in that hand and healing spell like I just want the block and heal at the same time can't do that because you can't as soon as you press the magic one it always goes into your off hand right so it never replaces the sword unless you do wield it and then switch the first hand back to shield again is there like a uh, it, every time you press the button it takes time to do the thing yeah there's also you a drawing press, animation it doesn't just reset you know, because that sometimes happens in, uh, I think, in TF2. If you it starts to get out a weapon and you press another one, it just starts to get out that one, rather yeah. than waiting to have finished and then. Yeah. So it's like you can go, you can tap, 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 yeah. and it will switch between. You don't them. have to wait, but there is a ways in animation, which is also annoying because if yeah. you're on if you're on sword and shield and you want to do heal, when you press the button to change the heal on the other hand, it redraws the sword. Oh, okay. <laughs> but if you pressed, if you went to, to go from, so. If you wanted to go from sword and shield to uh, shield and heal, what would you do? You'd, you'd press... double tap magic to get it in both hands and then press the shield button to get the shield back out. But if you press those buttons, those three buttons really fast... It should work, It should I think. work. So if you had an auto hot cream macro for, for <laughs> pressing those buttons instantly... I guess. Or with a little sleep between them of like 20 milliseconds... Yeah, maybe. Then you could, you could, you could fix it. But it just, I just wish there was an easier way. Yeah, yeah You should just should be able to like hold down the... Like hold down a button and then press the mouse button you want it to sign to. Yeah, that will that makes sense. Like put my magic in this hand, but put my magic in that hand. Again, you could probably script that, but still, probably. But may, maybe there'll mod. be a mod, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to fix all this. So anyway, what else? About but the other world? problem with the like the menu systems is it's just a fucking giant list. Just lists. Yeah. And really horrible <laughs> lists where like if a thing is a certain length. Like, sometimes the text the title, will get... length. Well, it's like the name of the object. It's like, sometimes the text will get smaller. Sometimes it will randomly get split onto two lines. Sometimes it won't get split, it will just get truncated. And then you can't see how many you have because the stack number is off the it's end of the, the screen. End. Yeah, great. It's like, what are you doing? You I elements, you idiots! <laughs> okay. And then it's just a big fucking long vertical list that you have to scroll down. Which yeah. is a pain in the ass for my alchemy because it's like, I've got so many goddamn ingredients. It's like, a hundred goddamn long lists. Alphabetical, you can't sort it any other way. Oh yeah, and it doesn't highlight new stuff you've got. So if you pick up something new to do with a quest, which is like blokey bloke's letter, yeah, it's like you. Have if, to if, you if you happen to be carrying a whole shit ton of other letters, letters, you have to scroll down to B for a start for blokey bloke. <laughs> yeah, you have to remember that it was blokey bloke or not. And you have not, to not noted, You have to have seen that in like the split <laughs> second where the message yeah, yeah. on the screen telling you what you just picked up. So if it was womanly woman, it'd be way down at the bottom of the list. Yeah, and, and like in amongst all the other W based letters. <laughs> yeah, so that the menu system is absolutely horrible for getting. I mean, it's got like. The, the the top level is like categories where right. it's like weapons and apparel, which sort of helps with the other bit. Cool, but it's still just like a vertical fucking list. And if things are stacked, it's sometimes hard to tell. It's like, and then when you mark things as your favorite, it gets a little tiny arrow next to it to tell you it's in your favorites list. And that's you have to do that in your main list menu, where it's like scroll down to the thing you want to put in your secondary menu and press F to favorite it. And then if you if you 
there's various other, like, like the poison. Yeah. If you have a magical weapon that needs to be charged up by soul gems, go into your weapons menu, find the weapon, press T, which is a diff- different button altogether again, yeah. to open the charge menu, scroll down your list of fucking gems that you can charge it with, select one of them, and then you charge it. So that's a massive inconvenience as well. Yeah. And then maybe, like, even more annoying than that, with the... I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> right. yeah, I knew it was annoying. Even more I annoying. Knew it was like, whatever it was, it was really annoying. Even more annoying than that is like, there's no feedback in the UI of stuff that's currently happening. It's like, say, it's like, if you get poisoned, there's no fucking indication apart from like a very sort of, your screen goes a bit green or whatever. Right, and yeah. you make a coughing noise. There's or no like status There's effects. no status effect indicators for, and all the, and like silent status effects that don't have any on-screen effects. You just... You don't know they're happening. You have to go into your magic menu, then you have to scroll down to active effects, which for some reason is at the bottom, because this menu isn't alphabetized. <laughs> okay. And you go to active effects at the bottom, and then it tells you what you've currently got on you. Which is kind of important, because some of those are vital, where it's like, this only lasts for eight hours or something, and it will just disappear silently and will never tell you. <laughs> that is quite bizarre. That does sound a bit strange. I've got to be honest, you're not selling me. No. So it. what's the experience of actually playing the game? What are you doing most of the time? It's like... Skeletons. Going into a cave, crouching, w- w- sneaking around until I can see someone, and then sliding them with an arrow, and then looting all their shit. <laughs> and then leaving the cave. And then leaving. And then what? Find another cave. Yeah. I mean, they are sort of... playing Minecraft. They are sort of interesting. I mean, there's like, you know, they're all different. Well, I wouldn't say they're all different. There's, you know, they're quite different when, especially when it's one of the more major ones. Where it's like, this one, particularly one of them that I went into where it's like, oh, and I realised where it's like, oh man, this place is fucking full of traps. It's It's like like an actual dungeon. Yeah, this is actually going to be slightly interesting. Apart from, of course, when you realise the, like, the, where the obvious trap mark, how, like how the traps are activated. It's just like, oh look, there's a pressure plate there. I better not stand on that. Oh look, there's a there's a suspicious hole in that wall over there. I better not walk in front of that. <laughs> or it's like, and or, or it's like, when, once I realised there was tons of traps, it's like every chest or door you walk up to, you have to very carefully look along the floor at the bottom of the chest or door to see if there's a little trip wire there which is going to trigger when you open the chest, and you, then you disarm it. <laughs> it's like it's all very obvious once you realise what you're looking for. That's the trouble. Okay. Although it is kind of fun that you can activate, like, pressure plates for traps by firing arrows at them. Oh, cool. So it's just like, wait till guys run up there and then shoot the pressure plate. <laughs> That's cool. That is kind of neat. And kind of emergent gameplay seems to be the key draw for me, I would say. Yeah. Skyrim. Just, like, random crap that you can make happen, like, horses fighting dragons. <laughs> well, Shit like that. I, would, I wouldn't call that emergent necessarily. It kind, like, of, it kind of is emergent. Well, it's like one of the dragons, <laughs> one of the earliest dragon fights I had. The dragon was just flying around as it does, not yeah. landing like a bastard, and we were like, <laughs> shooting arrows at it. Yeah. And then it just decided to fly off in the distance and like flamethrower a crab. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, dragon? We were fighting you. Come back over here. Oh, maybe it likes fl- flambe crabs. It's <laughs> like just one random, random bit of wildlife somewhere around that it somehow decided to anger onto for no apparent reason. <laughs> okay, but yeah, so here's what? this giant enemy crab. If only. They're all really small. There's giant spiders. I haven't seen any giant crabs yet. I'm really hoping there's going to be. I'm sure there will be. Also, I, my character has water breathing, which initially I thought, oh man, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> because water breathing is like the most pointless skill ever. But no. But then it turns out there's actually some stuff underwater, and I was like, holy fuck, this is all worthwhile. <laughs> there's like a shipwreck down here. 
Although, of course, that sucks in a different way because you can't use any weaponry underwater. And there are fish that will attack you. So you have to, like, oh, quick, I have to go back to the beach now and then stand in the chalice and wait for the fish to come up because you can't fucking see them when they're underwater and then stab them. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. It's not great. It's really so, annoying. Uh, can you not use magic underwater? I don't know. Maybe you can. I haven't actually tried because obviously I'm not using magic. Yeah, that would make sense. That'd be nice. <laughs> It'd be nice if there is a way to defend yourself underwater because the, the, the way I am at the moment is like, I can't do shit. Buy a solid diving bell thing. <laughs> So you can just sort of stand in armour, be a big daddy. Yeah, I don't seem to be able to walk along the bottom, which kind of sucks. It's like I have water breathing. Why can I not literally walk along the bottom? Why do I always have to be swimming? You're not heavy enough. No, apparently. Hmm. And also when you surface, even though I have water breathing, when I, when I surface, it still makes the gasping noise. It's like, I have water breathing! Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but perhaps you have to change, there's something physiological that has to change your Yeah, your gills breathing. shut and your yeah. lungs open. To look... <laughs> That's kind of annoying. So yeah, the, like, if there was less of the UI problems, I'd probably be enjoying... It's, it's like, because of all these UI issues with, like, selecting things out of the list and all that, yeah. it just kind of makes you not want to do all the cool stuff. It's like, I virtually never remember to put potion poisons on my arrows because it's so inconvenient to have to go all the way into that potions menu to pick which one I want. Yeah. It's like, and I don't, like, do the, I keep forgetting to charge up my magical weapons because that's such an inconvenient menu to go through. So there's just easier options. And then the, maybe the most annoying thing that I have to say about the menus is the fucking buttons you have to push to do things is completely goddamn retarded. And really kind of dangerous, well not, okay, occasionally dangerous, but sort of dangerous in a, like, it makes you do the wrong thing a lot. Whereas, like, if you go and loot a chest, yeah. like, you press E to open the chest, yeah. and then the, the list appears, <laughs> naturally, yeah. and it's, it's basically, whenever you're looking in a chest or you're trading with a person, it's split with a line where it's like, here's all their stuff above the line, here's all your stuff below the line, and you just scroll through. So sometimes it's not immediately apparent whether you're buying or selling something, because it's like, are you in their part of the list, or are you in your part of the list? Because uh-huh. if you're in their part, you'll be buying, if you're in your part, you'll be selling. <laughs> uh-huh. But, yeah. with, like, so you're pressing E to open the chest, Yeah. if you want to loot something out of the chest, you're pressing E. If you go to your inventory and you want to put something in the chest, you have to press R, because if you push E on something in your inventory, you're equipping it. <laughs> oh, okay. So you have to press R to store stuff, but E to sell if you happen to be talking to a merchant. Because you're not <laughs> equipping it, you're selling it. So, so the R disappears. The context stuff is kind of confusing. And it's because it's all E and R. Right. And, like, if you're storing... If I'm in my house and I'm putting away my, like, potion ingredients, if I'm if I'm taking stuff out of the my potion... If I'm taking stuff out of my ingredient store, E to select them to take them out. Yeah. If it's in my inventory and I push E, I just fucking eat it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to press R to store it. <laughs> so if you press the wrong button, you just start eating shit. That's great. Um, and, our chicken. and then just to make things even more annoying, if the, if the stack stack of whatever you're looking at goes past five, yeah. it brings up a slider of like how many do you want to take. Okay. So if you're taking something, you press E to take it, and it yeah. brings up the slider, yeah. then you press E again to take take that number. If you're storing something, you push R, brings up the slider, then you have to press E to uh, confirm that you're putting it in. Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, it sounds like it might make more sense on a controller. Yeah. Probably. Because there's probably 
But Colour the weird thing icons. is, that I can't help but think, didn't they think to put a mouse interface into this? Well, they did, but that's that's a problem in its own self. Because it's not good. You can click on stuff, but sometimes it doesn't click on the thing you're pointing at. <laughs> <laughs> that's fairly crucial. Well, it's like, it's, it's particularly bad in conversation trees, where they have, where it, it seems to happen <coughs> most on, on like, multi-line bits of text, where if it goes past the one line, mm. you can, it's really dumb, because you can, the options are in a list, which you can scroll with the keyboard, or you can scroll with the mouse, and then there's like a little arrow that tells you which one you're currently on. The one that's next to the arrow. Mm. So you can scroll with the keyboard mouse wheel, or you can keyboard scroll through this list, and then if you press E, it normally selects the one that's next to the thing. But if you highlight it with the mouse, which highlights it, like makes it whiter, yeah. and you click on it, sometimes it doesn't always hit the one that, se- that you seem it's to have highlighted. highlighted. It, it can pick up the double-lined one next to it or whatever. So sometimes when you're in, du- in conversation trees, it's best just to use the keyboard to ensure that you're definitely selecting the right one. But then you also, sometimes it seems like you can't have the mouse over that part of the screen, because then the mouse the pointer is still right. selecting stuff that you're not got next to the arrow that's pointing yeah. to tell you what you're selecting. It's like, oh, God. Classic bugs, really. So it's like, all this UI shit needs Especially considering one of the main Fallout 3, like, UI fixes I had was the one that made it so that lists and... Text, like text in the interface was just like fixed, so it's like it's always going to be the same size. It's not going to truncate stuff yeah, unnecessarily. Yeah. You're always going to be able to see the number, and you know all the yeah. text is going, all the text box options are all going to be the same width or the same height. It's like, why have you still got exactly the same problem in this game as you've had in all your other fucking That's games? That's been fixed by your community in previous games. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, as soon as the mod tools come out, I'm highly expecting that there's going to be one like that almost immediately. Could you just let me know when you think it's at a good point that <laughs> I will play it? Wait till the game of the year edition, I guess. Yeah, okay. Because then you'll know. That's the point where they've patched it enough to say we're done. Okay. I guess. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Don't know when that's going to be. Probably March or something. If it's game of the year. It will. They'll have no, a game of the year edition. As we discussed, <laughs> game of the year edition doesn't mean it was game of the year. It will definitely be game of the year from the majority of publications, I would say. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but at this point, do we believe that's just? Well, uh, we don't. No. Well, I guess I need Maybe. to get through the story. Maybe the story's a lady yeah, yeah. or something. But I, I'm, I'm be- I would bet on it. Mm. <laughs> it will be Game of the Year. And also the, all the stupid power. I guess the, there is another button for activating powers, which is nice. Those are... You don't have, <laughs> you have to switch to them through, like, number keys or something. Although uh, you can. Well, no, no, actually, I guess you can't. You just choose what... But then that sounds is, like I will definitely be breaking out the auto hotkey on this yeah. one. <laughs> it's like that's annoying in its own right because you can put like all your shouts and powers in your favourites list, but you can only have one of them active at a time, and that just goes on to Z right to activate your active. So if you if you want to do like the shout that knocks everything over, but then you also want to like activate your racial power or whatever, you have to go back into the Q menu, which does pause the game, but you have to go back into that menu, change your active power so it changes what's down to Z, and then you can do your next thing. So if you have, like, multiple combat shouts, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Because mm. I already have Fire Breath and the Force Push. It's like, I can't just go Fire Breath, Force Push. I have to go Fire Breath, Menu, Scroll, Select Force Push, Force Push. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't help but think that racial power sounded a little bit bizarre. Though. A little bit racist. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought racism was a key theme in Skyrim. Well, yeah, you can choose your race and there's apparent, you know, conversation parts change sometimes. 
They don't seem that much. And everyone hates everyone, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Can I have Norse power? Yeah, because the Nords yeah. are the main race. Excellent. Although, I guess, I guess really everyone has Norse power because the Nords are the main race. Norse power. I'm a lizard, of course. <laughs> Obviously. Cave salamander. Cave salamander. Yeah. Shit. But I was like, I was like, <laughs> Can I mean a panda? It was like, obviously, that's why, that's why I have water breathing, obviously. That's, the, that's oh, one right. of the racial powers of the lizard people. And I also have, well, I also picked the, because what the other, your actual racial power is like, super high health regen, which is just really handy. Where it's like, oh no, I'm slightly damaged. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> Because of hell of hell. Just yeah. save it for boss fight. Well, the trouble is, you can only use it once a day, of course. So you just okay. have to be like, oh, this looks like the boss room. Turn on the health regen. <laughs> And that's the other problem I've been having with the combat, where it just seems like, most of the time it's really easy, where it's like, this bandit dies in one arrow. Yeah. But then when you come to them like, a, come to like a boss, instant death! Yeah, yeah. If you're not, if you're not like super prepared and on top Hammering of the healing potions. Well, some, I'm not sure if you can hammer them, I'm not sure what the delay is between, because oh, okay. obviously there's no indication for that either. Right, yeah. <laughs> for like, how often you can drink a potion. But it's just like, you can just die instantly, so it's like, I have to be very aware of it, like, well, particularly because I'm obviously not heavy armor, I'm light armor, yeah. and I'm one-handed, I'm not two-handed, so I'm not like a super melee character. Yeah. So I have to be really careful where it's like, I think this, I have to see the boss coming, and be like, okay, I'm gonna set up, it's gonna start off with oak flesh, which gives me extra armor for 60 seconds, but put my Z power on my instant, on my super regeneration at the start of the battle, so as soon as I start taking damage, I can turn that on. And then once I've done my oak flesh, I have to switch weapons again, because that's one of the magic spells. Okay. So it's like, I have to go through this whole process of being prepared for battle, which is kind of annoying. I'd rather just snipe everything. I wish the bow sneak attacks did more than three times damage. Because they do two times damage by default, and then you unlock a perk that makes them do three times damage. Yeah. But that's barely worth it. Yeah, that's not much, is it? What's the save system? It auto saves actually quite a lot, and then you can just make a save. Oh, you can hard save. Yeah, it just seems like virtually anywhere you can do it. There doesn't okay. seem to be any particular limiting factors like that. Apart from if you've saved recently. If you've saved and then you try and go and save again, it won't let you. <laughs> you can't save twice in a row. Really? Without any time passing. So if you want to make a copy at that point. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, well, I don't know if there is, but I expect there's a way to copy a save. Or just, like, walk five steps forward and then save again. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Weird. But have you yeah. tried playing it with a controller? No. Since you have one, right? Yeah. You should be able to do that, right? You I kind of don't want to. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> also because I'd like... <coughs> also because I kind of need to look around because of alchemy being a pain in the ass. Whereas, like, if I'm walking along a road, I'm not really walking along a road. I'm walking two steps, looking to the right on the floor, picking a flower, <laughs> looking straight again, flowering a little more. Ooh, woolly blue curls. <laughs> yeah, woolly blue curls. Yeah, as I was saying to Rob, at least on oh, the... Oh no, the music stopped. Red, <laughs> red fucking sage. Like, as I was saying to Rob, at least in Skyrim, there's no animation involved with picking the ingredients. You just press E and then they disappear during the But it is a, it, because That's the beauty. <laughs> it's because you're having to like look away from the direction you're going and then look back and then look away and yeah. then look back. I wouldn't want to do that with a controller. You just want to scan with a mouse, right? Might as well. <laughs> I just would it's like why is it not automatic or something? Why can you not just have it where like if you walk near a flower it automatically harms? Or make that a perk. <laughs> Well, in, in Red Dead, yeah. Red Dead, if you went near it, it would appear on your minimap if you were near it. Yeah, that would also be nice. Cool. If there was like a mapping system to re- let you remember where you found these interesting resources. Is there a minimap? 
Skyrim. There's a you can if you open the main map, you can like press L and have a local map, but it's not like on That's the screen. Not, not an on-screen mini map. I suppose that makes that, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, but the compass, the compass thing where it tells you where near, you know icons for nearby things appear on it, which is nice, like undiscovered things. Yeah, and you can there's a different icon for discovered and undiscovered. So you can be like, oh, I haven't been to whatever that is lately. Let's go and explore up that way. But the, like, it's really bad for detecting enemies. I have such problems detecting whether people are enemies or not because everyone just looks the same. Yeah, it's like I, I'm crouched like fifty feet away with my bow, and I'm like. Should I snipe that guy or is that actually a good guy? I don't fucking know. No way to know. I can't mouse over him and see his name or something. I guess that's realistic. Yeah, realistic. <laughs> really fucking annoying. Yep. But virtually, although, to be honest, every time I've had that situation where I'm crouched somewhere and I've seen someone and it's finished, I shoot him. Almost, I think 100% of the time so far, it's always turned out to be a bandit. So yeah. <laughs> maybe I should just start shooting everybody. Yeah, shoot first, ask questions later, that's what I say. Well, maybe, maybe they should add something like like in a scenario like that. Because I, I sort of agree with you. It's kind of like there's a realism thing there. But maybe they should sort of have it so you can shout at them or something. And yeah, be like, oi! Oi! So, but then that ruins yourself. That's the other problem. Well, yeah. Wouldn't get my sneak attack bonus. I, maybe... Can't you just sneak up to them and see if they're a goodie or bad guy and then sneak back and then shoot them with the arrow? <laughs> maybe, but my sneak skill isn't high enough to get that close yet. You have to get pretty close before it will give up. Uh, you, know, you just have... need to get to that point then. Yeah. Although I, I think... I'm not I'm not sure what the range is to see that kind of stuff. Hmm. Probably you'd be able to tell if they were bandits from a fair distance, but if you want to see their name, you have to be literally always touching them. It's a shame you can't spot them battlefield style. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have this shout... Power, yeah. That, le- that like, dragon spells. Yeah, one of the dragons that highlights all living things in the area with like a red glow. Cool. Which is actually really useful because you can like look through walls. Basically, it's like Batman's detective vision. Basically, or, or the Deus Ex one, which was really useful. Yeah. The Deus Ex. It only lasts like ten seconds or whatever, and then it disappears, and then you have to wait for it to recharge. So I'm like doing it all the time as I'm going through dungeons. I'm not, but I've only got the first level of that. So maybe that you could imagine that like um, um, the second or third level of that might give you friend or foe power. That'd be nice. Yeah. And I could just use that to tell whether people are enemies or not, and then shoot them. <laughs> yeah, that could be good. Hmm. I'm hoping. You never know. But I have to, obviously, I have to find two more of those fucking Dragon Wars things in this giant fucking world for that specific spell. <laughs> so who knows? It kind of seems like you're enjoying it, to be honest. It's sort of, apart from I'm spending too much time not doing things, it's like, I'm just harvesting shit and making potions... That's making the, a spreadsheet. That's the best bit, though. I know. It's like, that's maybe enjoyable for me in my own specific way, but I, maybe I should be progressing the actual main story or something. Yeah, but what if you don't care about the main story? I mean, that seems to be the... For me, that seems to be the thing about Skyrim. It's like, it's the, you could you could have loads of fun with that game and never even bother with the main story. Well, the trouble is it's or like, even any of the, the, the quest things. If you didn't want to, you wouldn't have to... It's like a big gamble. Yeah. Because it's like, if you just go out there in the world and you're just like, random cave and you go inside. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it'll be awesome. Sometimes it'll just be boring generic boring. cave with some bandits in. So, yeah. So, no way, no way of knowing, yeah. If it's going to be quality game content. Yeah, if it's, it's, not going to, if it's going to be boring waste of time or actual awesome spending of time. Well, that's kind of realistic, unfortunately. That's what the world is like. Yes. It's like, oh, this awesome cave. It's got the, oh, it's quite boring, really. Oh, there's nothing in here. <laughs> yeah. It's, <all> right. <laughs> it's kind of realistic. 
<laughs> but not so good from a gameplay perspective. Not like Uncharted yeah. 3 where everything is awesome for oh, no it's a crack crack reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a crackdown. Oh, <laughs> it's just a crackdown. It's like urban Skyrim. <laughs> oh, what's in this house? Oh, it's just a crackdown. <laughs> Goblins smoking weed. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, because I, somebody said that it's a bit of a disconnect if you if you do do story stuff. If you want to do all the gaming content. If it's like, I, I saved the world. I, I will save you all for the dragons. And then it's like, right, I'm going to be a thief now. <laughs> or, or a murderer. Stab everyone. Yeah. So like it's, there's like you can't reconcile your character with with the, what's going on. There seems to enjoy all the. Content. There's like the free side side main side mission quest lines is like the Dark Brotherhood murdering everyone, thief Bastard. breaking in and stealing everything, and then these slightly good guys who actually turn out to be werewolves, but that's okay because they're not that bad. Yeah, it's like they're always good guys. You almost gave us one good option, <laughs> but if I want to see all the content in this game, I'm gonna have to be a bastard regardless. Can you just, if you choose to be a bastard, then do, is your uh, main storyline out of character? Or can you be a bastard and still save the world, kind of? You kind of automatically be a bastard. It's like every time you go into, like, <laughs> I'm going to go into this tomb and steal everything, loot these corpses, well, every- <laughs> loot all these burial lands. But everyone in the world is a bastard, right? Who's good in this freaking world? Well, I guess that is sort of the point. Like, there's no real good, there's no, like, uber Templar, like, um, Jedi, but yeah. Though <laughs> we're super good and we're really pissed off that you've been stealing shit faction. No one really cares. They only care about each other or their, themselves, yeah. or whatever. And they're probably they're get out of their house. You're probably okay. Yeah, you're probably fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the Nords are they bastards? Like the general normal race? What? Yeah, like the general population. Mean, yeah. Not really. They're just sort of there guys, dudes. There is a sort of rebellion versus an imperial over like battle going on but that doesn't seem I'm not sure if the who's evil the rebels or the imperials it's hard yeah they're sort of equally it's like super great yeah it's like the rebels just want a new king and the imperials are like no we want no. we want our imperial control and yeah. it's like they're both sort of they're not there's, as far as I've got so far there's been no compelling reason to care either way yeah <laughs> it's like there's a fight going on in the background but the, everyone you go to any town it's like you ask them about the war and they're like yeah, well, whatever, I guess whatever. it'd be done at some point. <laughs> it's just some random low-scale civil war going on. Yeah. It's not like like Star Wars, like evil empire and good alliance no. rebels. It's just more like, oh, some guys are unhappy with the king, so they... It's like, and you can actually join one of the sides, <laughs> and then you go, you actually, like, go through all the different forts and fight over each of the right, individual so places. Like proper bat- uh, moving Yeah, so there war. is theoretically an actual, like, quest that you can do. To do but that. it's a war that happens at the pace that you do it, right? Yeah, <laughs> If you fuck off the war Station, stops. It's like completely stationary <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Genius. We'll just, we'll just continue. It's, it's alright, we'll just stand here and grimacing at each other for like a few a few days, it's fine. Can you swap sides indefinitely? <laughs> Keep fighting back and forth. I don't know if you have to commit. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Uh, hey Jim, how you doing Dave? Yeah, not bad Jim. I'm stabbing you today. Oh, okay. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you when I got this arrow in the knee. And <laughs> that. Oh, fucking God. Actually, I, on I don't, I don't think that one has been my most annoying sound effect. My most annoying sound effect is when, sometimes when you walk near a guard, they just go, what is it, dragons? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, every time you're there, they automatically assume it's dragons. <laughs> <laughs> What's that smell? 
the one on Reddit today was, well, I used to be an adventurer like you, but then I got this job as a guard, which is paid way better. <laughs> I get to be with my family, and it's much less dangerous. So yeah. it's like a... Basically. Well, it's more, not necessarily paid better, but, you know, more consistent. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go looting random yeah. teams all the time. Anyway. Like I hate skeletons. <laughs> skeletons are really easy to kill. They fall apart and you just shoot them once and they go... How <laughs> <laughs> about massive fuck-off bears and walruses? Bears are probably the hardest thing that I've fought so far, apart from legitimate bosses. They have a shit ton of health. <laughs> although if you just... the dragons. Although... Actually, yeah, probably. They're pretty hardcore in Red Dead, weren't they, the bears? <laughs> like the nasty Although bears are... Most animals, like bears and stuff, are incredibly easy to stun by shield bashing them. Oh, right. You just shield bash, hit, hit, shield bash, hit, hit, <laughs> and then they never attack you. Oh, cool. That's a top tip. Pro yeah. tip. Top tip. Also, I don't un- one more thing. I don't understand the stamina system for combat. Because you have, like, health, obviously. You have yeah. magic, obviously. And you have stamina, which is, like, you know, to do... Every time you shield bash, you use a bit of stamina. Every time you do a power attack, you use a bit of stamina. But the trouble is, every time you block, you use a bit of stamina. Or if you're at no stamina and you block, you kind of lose your guard for a second before okay. you bring it back. But stamina takes fucking forever to regenerate. So you can't really just stand there and block and regenerate stamina because people are hitting you and that's using your stamina. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't understand how you're ever meant to not just lead with as many power attacks as you can until your stamina bar is empty and then just hope that you don't die or use stamina potions constantly. Which I'd have to have on another fucking button. Can you run away? You can, but you... Like backpedal for ages? You can sort of, you know, do the classic, like, I'm going to circumspect you backwards <laughs> just so you're all following me around the room. Provided there's no ranged people, obviously. But that stamina system just seems really... It's like, I'd like to do power attacks, because they're awesome, and you can, like, do awesome kill animations when people have no health, but I never have any stamina by that point of the battle, so I can't. <laughs> what is that, again, because they're going for realism, because, you know, people get tired. Maybe, but it seems, it doesn't seem to last more than, like, a couple of hits. It's like... I do a power attack at the start bell, and then I block like three or four attacks, and then my stamina's all gone. <laughs> and I have been leveling it up, so it's not like I'm at like base magic, like I am with magic. Base I, magic? I don't know. Pain in the ass. Weird. Oh. Don't understand it. But then again, combat is not really interesting anyway, so it's just like, flail this sword in your general vicinity. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much what you were worried about then. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I was getting bows, because, you know, projectile motion is slightly interesting. <laughs> A couple of coppers don't even drop off, sniping people from a super long range and being like, ah, bitch, you didn't even see me. <laughs> right in the face. Do you think I should play this game? Would I like it? Maybe. Even Do you think you, you would have liked Oblivion or Fallout? Well, yeah, I guess that's the question. I didn't like, I tried Fallout and I didn't like the presentation. I just, I didn't like anything that was going on in that vault to start off with. And then when I got <laughs> the out boring of it, story. Yeah, and, and like the, the, the uh, conversation. It just, it felt like the writing was bad and the conversation system was like, compared to Mass Effect, was just. Well, yeah. Pathetic. I mean, compared to Mass Effect. Like, zooms in on this shit face. And like, <laughs> on the plus side. And then there were these giant fucking bugs running around the vault and it was like, this is just bad. This is what I mean. And then I got out and I went to Megaton or whatever and then I just almost immediately gave up. Well, I, lo- I think Fallout 3 get, gets better once you do actually start getting good guns and yeah. more skilled with guns. Yeah. Even though it's still a stupid system where it relies on dice rolls or whatever instead of actual aim. Yeah, yeah. 
But it's like, especially if you're doing like the melee combat in Fallout 3, right at the start where you're hitting those giant bugs with a baseball yeah, bat. Like, That's completely redundant. It's not, it's like a, the game started badly, but the start of the game lasted about three yeah. hours or something. It does last like, like forever. I guess, I guess we can safely say that in Skyrim it doesn't. It's just like, after you get out of that initial situation where it gives you all those options, it's just like, go! And then you just go out in the world. Because with Fallout, it's like, oh, I'm crawling around, I'm a baby or some shit. Now I'm a, my, my well, that was an interesting party. sort of sequence yeah. to sort of that that was like because that was the character creation system where it like choose your base stats because you're a baby so you know you get to choose your base stats <laughs> I know but I don't know it was okay but uh, I just didn't get that into it but I'm sure I would I I'm, I don't, I don't know <laughs> well, like, it, more. for Skyrim at least you would have to suffer <laughs> so long through the intro part yeah. although to be honest the bit where you're sitting on the cart uh, when you're a prisoner yeah. at the start that does go on for quite a while and you can't skip it if, if, if you've already done it <laughs> Okay, yeah. So that kind of sucks. Every day you make a new character. So I have a save just before character creation now, just in case I want to make a new character. Oh, cool. I might have to do that. <laughs> Remember to make a save at that point. Yeah. Kind of grieved. Okay. Well, so then... I guess that's who I am. Okay. Let and then after, after this, I might show you a little bit of it. Okay. Because as me... usual, I bought it here on my hard disk. Like I say, let me know when they fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'll probably find out from the internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think we'll probably talk about it more at some point. Yeah. Uh, uh, Game of the Year releases. Yeah, possibly. But, uh, if you even consider it a contender for Well, that. as I keep saying, I've already forgotten most of the stuff I've played this year. <laughs> Me too. I'm considering putting up the latest game I've played for like... Probably be Batman. Anyway. Going to have to look at those release lists. Uh, moving on. We're running short on time. Yeah, okay. is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Sorry, because I need a break. Because then I need to talk about Terraria as well. Uh, we're Terraria. Oh, we're, we're going we'll both run out of time before we hit that. Because yeah, I've got tons to talk about and no time to talk about it in. Dude, well, Jesus. well, I'm done with my stuff, so let's go over to Rob. What have you been playing, man? You haven't uh, been talking for the past, like, hours. <laughs> oh, I didn't sort of fall asleep there. Yeah. It's because yeah. uh, you don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> and you've cemented that fact in, uh, in me, I think. It's yeah, like a... It doesn't appeal. It's weird, because you really... You like, you're a fan of uh, JRPGs. It's just like... And Red Dead. And Red Dead. Well, yeah. Red Dead's not that similar. I kept comparing it. Yeah, but it's not. It's more like, much more like Grand Theft Auto than a... Than, it's not an RPG at all. It's, well, an no. action, it's an action game. Well, I almost wouldn't call Skyrim an RPG considering the way those skills level up. I kind of Push is. button, get skill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it, it's as much an RPG as, like, Mass Effect, probably. Well, yeah. Yeah. But Mass Effect had first-person shooting in. Yeah, I know, but those two games are still more RPGs than Red Dead. I would say, definitely. Red Dead doesn't have any levelling. So Limbo, then? So anyway. <laughs> so yes, uh, Limbo <laughs> came up on the Steam sale for the, the wholesome price of less than £2. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm having that. Yeah. Uh, because it looks intriguing and, it, you know, lots of good stuff was said about it. And, uh, yeah. It's one of those games that is definitely art over function. It's yeah. like, it's... It's good, don't get me wrong, and there's no, and they do the, the awesome thing of being a puzzle platformer, but never really reuse a puzzle a mechanic. It's like the mechanic only exists for like one, maybe two times. Right. And then they move on to something else. Hmm. So it's constantly quite fresh. Right. Which is, which is really quite nice. Unlike um, your braid, which is the time thing the whole way. Yeah, but don't get me wrong, braid's not long either, so it's, yeah. you know, the braid and the braid mechanics change with each world. They do, yeah. Um, so that's also quite fresh. Mm. For most of its duration, but there are a couple of the, the, you know, there's a couple of the recurring puzzles. Like um, probably the most irritating one. So when, yeah, there's this mysterious like brain slug thing that sort of uh, attaches to your face. Great, uh, and then you can't turn around. 
so you have to walk in a in a constant direction and then it's basically about timing your actions in that direction and then when you hit bright light mm-hmm. that you, you you get forced to turn around oh okay so you have to like do what you can in the process to get to the light then do it again and generally it's like just making sure you can get you can get to the light while doing what you need to do in that run mm. um and then you'll find and then occasionally there's this group of like chompy alien things or, or creature things that are stabby legs yeah that, well no no, no that these are high <laughs> up on the ceiling and they'll right. eat the brain slug off your face oh, handy. and then it's like oh i'm back to normal oh that's good um so yeah, those puzzles were probably the most irritating in the game that took like the longest to do and were and some of the water puzzles, as a, as always with water, were a bit irritating. Um, but there weren't many of them, so it's hard to complain. Okay, it's like they're 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 pretty good. the The style is, uh, you know, if you like the style from the demo, it doesn't really change. The demo is annoyingly actually quite. The game is tiny, um, and so the demo is about ten percent maybe of the entire experience. Oh, okay. So which so you've already got quite a nice quite a large taster of what to expect and it's and it goes on from there but the, you know the scenery changes there's more of it in the sort of industrial land than I thought there would be it's like it goes quite quickly into that state and then kind of stays there which is a bit of a shame because the kind of forest was quite neat yeah and it's like and then that, that that style of the sort of slightly glitchy old camera and the entire black and white silhouetted effect is really quite cool and they play with it a little bit and to the point where it's um, they can be really, really quite gruesome yeah. with the deaths and uh, and and things you do to creatures and stuff. Like, um, I'll cite one example because it's sort of on the trailer a little bit. And Gnome basically freaked out a little bit because he was watching me at the time, thinking that looks kind of cool. I, got, I had to entice a sort of giant fly thing to fly yeah. close enough to me so I could grab its leg so it would lift me up, but I was a bit too heavy. Oh no! And so I tear its leg off. Yeah. And then it sort of lies on the floor, twitching, yeah. and it's like, even though it's just a silhouette, it's like, that's quite, that's quite nasty. Yeah, it's just like somehow, and it's like, it's weird. If it was like rendered in like full, yeah, glory on like probably uh, be less Earth Defense Force or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not sure I'd be that fast. Yeah, but there's something quite oh, this, that that you do some yeah, you do a similar thing to that giant spider in the end, and it's like, oh, that's quite horrible. It's, <laughs> It's strange that affects me more than it does. The story has no real premise; it it goes nowhere basically. But and it's and it has one sort of like clever trick halfway through a level where you think you've got to the right place, but you haven't. Ha! Like it's it's like (laughs) fooled you. Ha ha. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's it's definitely worth a play. I don't think I'll play it again. Yeah, because it's you know. Well, it's only two quid. Yeah, and 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 I finished it in two and a half hours. Yeah, so. It is definitely not a big game, but it's 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 worth your attention. It's uh, it deserves the praise it got. Good to know. See if it gets down to fifty p in the uh, Christmas sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. Um, on a similar thing, I picked up Outland a while ago on the deal that? of the week. Um, Icarid Metroidvania. Icarid Metroidvania. <laughs> so it's it's like it's a Metroidvania style game, but with black and white stuff. But with a Carragher style, yeah. Soul shifting, flipping. Yeah, colors. so you can be you can be blue and absorb blue energy, oh. but hurt by red, and or you could be red you and flip. absorb red energy and get hurt by blue, um, which is surprisingly clever in a platformer. 
2D um, is this? It's entirely like 2D. Real, yeah. Like real Castlevania or Metroid. Yeah, and massively stylized. So everything is done pretty much in silhouette and bold colour. Okay. So like stark blue, stark red. The, back, the, the, the platforms are all black. Your character is black. Um, so it's gone for the highly stylized look. With the backgrounds are probably where most of the sort of beauty Detail, is, yeah. if you know what I mean, because it's like they're, they're, they're quite a lot of high quality sort of. They're silhouettes again, but they're sharp and uh, nice colours. And occasionally you'll get like the odd effect of like the classic autumn leaves blowing across the screen kind of effect. It's, it's, it's like it's really, it's a really beautiful sort of like design to it, which is mm. which is which is quite cool. But it's backed up by actually solid gameplay, which is quite. But it is tricky. It's like, this is not one for the faint of heart. It's quite, even though I'm only like 20% of the way through it, it's quite tough. Mm. Um, quite early on. As soon as you start getting the shifting mechanics, they sort of don't hold back and sort of say, well, now you're going to have to be shifting like a motherfucker the entire time to try and avoid being shot. Mm. And uh, the, the bullets can follow interestingly curvy patterns and change speed as they fly. And it's you have to try and figure out where's actually your moment that you can get through this unscathed. Um, and what is the pattern through the levels? And it's a, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I have to say, I mean, I'm enjoying it quite a lot. It's difficult to describe without, because that's pretty much all there is to it. Yeah. And it's like, where do I go from there? It's like, it, it's good. <laughs> and it's a, uh, it's a bit annoying because it does that thing like that you don't have to backtrack in it that much, but they have put collectibles in do, the levels. Yeah. You get something like, there's out. extra money, but there's big money vases and there's these. Marks of the gods that are about, which have no gameplay, um, yeah, purpose. They're just apart from you know, money is money. You can buy stuff with it. You can buy like character upgrades. Um, so your health and your smite meter. Um, but the uh, yeah, the, you don't have to find these things, um, which is a bit annoying because it's in Metroid there was an immediate like benefit to finding things because they were like oh an extra bomb slot or something or mm. make your missile capacity bigger or gives you more energy and stuff like that so they were uh, there was reasons to hunt these things out whereas here they're literally just achievement fodder mm. which is a bit of a shame they probably could should have done something a bit more with it um, and the major upgrades are all listed on your map anyway so you know where they are um, yeah so that'll be the only flaw I think it's almost worth just playing through the game I think, and then doing all the backtracking later when you have all the abilities so you can get through all of them. Um, all of the trinkets without too much trouble. And then, Sounds good. But yes, good. Pick it up if you can. One of, it's, it's another, Ubisoft seem to be on a bit of a roll at the moment. If you yeah, they're doing quite well. <laughs> well. They seem to be on a bit of a roll, but they're also releasing a giant pile of crap at the same time. It's like when the good games are good, but there's a, like a huge background noise of shittiness that's also going on that we're just not seeing. I suppose. It's like where they, where they did that giant bomb, like, here's ten Kinect games, eight of them are Ubisoft, and uh, they're yeah. all shit. <laughs> oh, wait, you're the, what, you mean like the game show ones? Or, yeah. Because they're Ubisoft, aren't they, for some reason? The game shows and all the fitness and the self-defense training camp. Okay, Ubisoft's enough. non-casual market is doing well. <laughs> Yeah, Revelations doesn't look amazing. It looks quite good, but, you know, uh, it, it's getting a bit tired on that franchise, I think, a little. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get Matt in at some point to tell Does us he about be playing that. that? Um, yeah, I'm not sure he's got his Xbox okay. fixed yet, because it was ringed <laughs> oh, um, the, mo- the moment he tried to play it. <laughs> <laughs> it assassinated his Xbox. Yeah. It was effective in its role. <laughs> Sweet. 
Um, yeah, so we won't hear about that for now. And, and I, it, it, I don't think we really care because I'm not sure it's going to be part of our award list no, anyway it because be. it'd be too similar to the last ones. Yeah, it's, it's it is. Well, yeah, I think we could safely say it's probably good, but not groundbreaking. Blah. I think Brotherhood might might uh, factor in for Game of Last Year. I played this. Yeah, <laughs> Game of Game of yeah. Last Year. I played this year. That's good enough for that's an award good. that we forgot about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Might need to go with a slightly more official title for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but let's, let's move on to some bigger stuff. Um, I want to talk Uncharted 3, because okay. this probably is Game of the Year fodder. Um, you haven't played it, though. I've, I've played a bit of it. Okay. I've played a bit of it. I've, like um, Me and Eddie went through the first few hours of it. Um, and it's it's about ten hours long, they say, so like a few hours is like a reasonable chunk of game. Mm. Um it's they've definitely taken it's skewing you know how the differences between Uncharted 1 where it was mainly a sort of cover based shooter with some nice puzzles and a bit of cut scenery and then Uncharted 2 they took the leap towards a bit less shooting a bit more cutscene, a bit more platformy puzzly a bit more platformy puzzly stuff and a bit more general awesome set piece they've they've definitely taken the same approach again so there's even more dynamic set piece. There's far more cutscenes. There's a lot less shooting. Really? It's um, it's and, and there's quite a few puzzles early on. Okay. And it's so, so how, if the game develops like in like the Uncharted Two to room goes more shooty later, then maybe it will and stuff like that. But you do spend most of your time just sort of running from place to place. Um, Within a certain time period, oh shit's happening around me. Got to go here now. More yeah. shit has happened around me. It's definitely going down the. I wouldn't say it, it's not nearly as heavy rain, not nearly at heavy rains level of interactive cinema, but it's almost taking that approach mm, to an um, action film rather than a yeah, sort of definitely detective the, the, weird story thing. Yeah, there's there's a far bigger emphasis on melee combat this time around, and that it's actually effective. Okay. Um, and there are certain enemies you can only take down with melee. Right. Because for some reason, being huge and fat means you're bulletproof. Actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they're probably also aliens or some shit. You'd think if you were huge and fat, you'd be less susceptible to punches. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they're aliens. Or blue people, I don't know. Yeah, they're, just, they're, 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 they're actually from Shambhala. And, uh, and, and uh, particularly good with a crossbow. No, they're just big bastards that you take a lot of beating down. There's um, there's a British Cockney character now added to the list who's awesome. Hey, I'm a Cockney, I'm a Cockney. Yeah, he, yeah, he's actually really funny and quite cool. So do I hope he, I, I hope, he doesn't, <laughs> hope, he, hope he doesn't die or turn out to be a bad guy because he's awesome. He probably will though. Yeah. Or if not a bad guy, then just sort of a generic bastard. Yeah, oh, like Cockneys will be like he's yeah. probably going to betray you for cash or something. Oh, like Badger in Firefly. Oh, yeah, a reasonable portion yeah. at the start of the game actually is in London. And it's not a bad representation of London. I thought it was really cheesy. Well, it's a little bit over-cockneyed, but you don't really see much of London. You know, they haven't really done the modern warfare thing of this is, so, this is so London. Or something. No. <laughs> you know, is that like a giant red, you know, phone, uh, box. phone box there right outside the not pub? Not that I saw, no. There right. is a pub. That's where the game starts, in a pub. Um, but there's, uh, no, that's not overly London. Which is kind of cool. It's a little bit, as I say, a bit Cockney, a bit geezerish. Everyone's a bit, yeah, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smash you over the head with a pool cue. And the bar that you start in is mysteriously sparse on the table front, making 
fisticuffs <laughs> quite easy. <laughs> Use open flat floor for you to punch people. Yeah, basically. There's, there's 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 only like two or three tables in this bar. And there's like no bar. Have like, like tablecloths or something done like that. No, they don't. They just all oh, right. Oh, that's good because yeah. that's like a pub. <laughs> yeah, it's a proper pub with a back room where seating dealings go on. Of course, like every pub. Cockney <laughs> 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it, it, I'm not so sure that melee was the right route for them to take, though, because it's while the animation in Uncharted has always been amazing, it sort of clips a bit with the melee stuff, and then it sort of jumps from animation to animation kind of awkwardly. Exactly what in, Batman doesn't do. Yeah, in the melee combat, and it's like it, they have taken some leaves out of the free flow handbook in that you can change targets by punching in that general direction. And, yeah, um, there's a counter system. That's a bit more useful, and you can get high. People can hold you, and you can react to certain. So, so if someone if someone else tries to attack you while you're being held, you have a counter against that attack, which you know put your leg up or something against them, and uh, uh, which is kind of neat. But and then you have to struggle to get out of the hold at the same time. So there's some some nice uh, moments where, and this could, this can just factor into a normal fight. It's not always a cutscene. That right. stuff can just happen. And it's like, that, that's quite cool. That's quite nice. Oh, oh text message. <laughs> Finish the cast, bitch. <laughs> is that what is that? That's a good message. <laughs> Carry on doing what you're doing. Don't let me interrupt you. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, graphically it didn't look, it's not much of an improvement on Uncharted 2, which isn't really a bad thing because Uncharted 2 looks freaking amazing. So it's it's quite nice. They, they, there's, there's some, um, I haven't seen them firsthand. But there's a nice story about how the devs sort of had the choice of how to do the sort of the at sea sections, which have been trailered heavily. And it's like thinking, well, we could just do like a static animation for the sea. And it's like, fuck no, we're going to model that shit and do it with like physics and stuff. So it's like the sea physics are sort of somewhat not just static animations and things. But as the. And, and it tells, and you can tell it looks lovely. <laughs> but as was suggested on the podcast, that entire ship section might actually be pointless story wise. Like you could cut the <laughs> like, whole bit. We just wanted yeah, this yeah, in yeah. there just for technology. Tech possibly. De- massive yeah. tech demo shoved in the middle of the game. <laughs> yeah, possibly. But it isn't a crazy step up. And there are some, some elements of the UI that are a bit nicer. Um, like how you throw grenades is a little bit more streamlined and um, some of the elements you see on screen aren't quite so in the face and things like that and it's not quite so obvious but I don't know, yeah, it's 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 the, it's uncharted, what can I say, but with less gunplay and more stuff happening, so it depends which way you want to take that mm. um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm undecided on how I feel about Would it Would you really. buy it? You gonna oh, buy probably, it? I'm going to get it at some point Okay Yeah because hmm. I love the last two. Well, I really like two. Yeah, uh, I shall have to uh, somehow oh. find a way to play through that without buying a whole BS3 for it. I think. And it has to be said, this isn't really a spoiler because it happens early on in the game. Um, young Nate, really fucking irritating. <laughs> what is it? Don't ever put children in games, <laughs> and not as a playable character either. Oh, it's no. just like shut the fuck up. You know how he does that, um, like incidental talking thing. Yeah, yeah. Young Nate hasn't really got that down yet. No. <laughs> it's kind of like every two seconds. It's like you're supposed to be... Uh, it it, it um, uh, sets the scene for how you meet Sullivan. Yeah. Um, how Nate meets, meets Sullivan the other day and uh, how this ties into the evil British lady. Um, oh, yes. Uh, and, yeah, you, you, so you, you tail Sullivan after you think he's done something suspicious or something or he seems to be investigating the same thing you are because you're... You know, you're investigating shit at an early age for some reason, and uh, he's 
Yeah, you see Taylor, but every moment he's like, what's he doing? Where's he going now? He's acting kind of funny. Where's he going? <laughs> Great. What is he doing now? Shut up. That does sound annoying. We're carrying on the process of following you. Or he eats an apple and gets told like not to be there or something. Don't steal from me. And it's like, it was rotten anyway. And it's like, I don't know. It's all super cheesy and super crap. And it's like, this is okay. a bit, it's a bit. Is that just one section then? Yeah, but it's it's sort of, it's it's a weird early low for something that has been consistently awesome. Yeah. It's like, there was no, you know, just don't make him irritating. He's irritating. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> actual Nate is awesome. Damn you. But isn't he deceiving people or something? Well, we don't, drinks deception. Don't <laughs> we don't really know <laughs> at this point. It's not you talking know, about him though, is it? It's going to be talking about like Francis Drake or something. Do you think though? It's because that's what their theme is. I know, it? but that was like mainly in the first game, I think. Yeah. The, 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 Drake's the, fortune. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it could be. It could be. Well, basically, oh no, I don't, I don't want to really say much more than that. You'll figure, find out for yourselves when you when you play it. But it's a, th- there's a hint early on that it may be Nathan. Yeah, you're that you're right yeah. that Nathan has some stuff. Well, <laughs> they're not really hinted at. Is like that you know how he acquires the ring. Right. It's not just passed down to him. He nicks it. <laughs> so it, it does pull into question whether or not he's actually ancestrally related to Drake. Um, but we don't know. Maybe I don't it's know. Not that might name. Not, it might not even be a relevant plot point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might turn out being entirely pointless. Yeah. So we don't know. But, but yeah, but crazy action sequence-wise, still there's lots of them. Of yeah, buildings burn <laughs> and fall down <laughs> around you. There's that, and that sequence lasts freaking ages, and it's a. Uh, yeah, it's kind of after a really extended puzzle sequence, you get a really extended escape the puzzle. <laughs> the mansion of flames. Yeah, while, yeah. It's, while it's burning, which actually looks a lot better. I, I, I sort of was a bit, conf- I'm not sure I liked the look of it in the trailers, but when you see it in action, it's actually quite a lot nicer. Cool. Yeah, it doesn't look bad at all. You should check it out in 3D. In 3D! Except I can't because I don't have an actual 3D TV. Oh yeah, of course. Well. But yeah, apparently that's quite good as well, from what I've heard. Mm. Okay. 3D! Oh, what else we got? Uh, Top Spin 4 versus Virtua Tennis 4. <laughs> Why have you been playing tennis? Because, well, <laughs> Eddie brought over Top Spin 4 saying, you should play this, it's actually really good. Um, and I was like, oh, well, I've got Virtua Tennis 4 that we haven't played. We could have a tennis off. <laughs> and then so, you've got to have Mario Tennis, and we're like, this is way better than all of these. <laughs> Mario Tennis 64, the best freaking multiplayer game in one room ever. I've got to be honest, I still kind of prefer Mario Tennis <laughs> to, to either of them. Um, simply because of its simplicity, I think, and actual sort of, you know, it's just fun. Um, but it has to be said, Top Spin Four, Top Spin Four is one of those. Is, is it's weird because it's a sports game that is actually a skill to play. Um, because it's all on you, you have to. Your positioning is essential. What you're about to do before the person has even hit the ball is quite important, which leads to a sort of luck element. But when, when the way that the shot system is kind of Mario uh, Tennis, kind of not. You have to get in the right position. You have to hold the button to power up your shot. But there's a release moment as well. So if you don't release it at the right time, shit can happen. Right. If you release too soon, your your accuracy decreases, sometimes dramatically, causing you to fault the shot. Um, if you release too late, it, then you lose power, mm-hmm. making the shot easily returnable by your opponent. Yeah. And it's um and that timing is incredibly precise. Right. Really precise. It's tough to get it right. But that means that. So, but I kind of like that because it means you have to get better at the game. I put it in normal mode, and it took me like three or four attempts to beat Raph and the Dale with Federer. Um, so the game is hard. 
Yeah. But it is hard for the right reasons. It's a skill to play. It's the Street Fighter 4 of tennis, <laughs> in a way. It's not, it's not complex to know what, know what you have to do. Okay. But it's tricky to pull off. Which is frustrating at first, because you're not sure what you're doing wrong. But, there's definite scope for getting better, and it feels good. When you win a, win a game, you feel like you've earned it. Especially when you realise you couldn't do it. A few minutes ago, you just got hoshed about winning a single point. Right, yeah. <laughs> for like three games in a row, and you did get a single point. And then you do it again, and you win it, just. And it's like, that's satisfying. Yeah, you, yeah. You know you've got better. Not that you've just got lucky. Yeah. And that's great. That feeling is famous. Saying that, though, presentation is a bit shit. Yeah. Um, the actual game in motion looks fine, but the close-up shots on characters look awful. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> okay. Um, the menu presentation is really Spartan and a bit boring. You know, it's no EA in terms yeah. of that level of presentation, but it's. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know much else other than that because I didn't have much time to play it. But the actual tennis mechanics are really good. Virtual tennis. I might put it up for shittest game of the year. <laughs> it's. Did it come out this year. It did come out this year. Yeah. It is awful. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really stuck with it for ages, but I could not find a redeeming quality. Why did you have that? Uh, it came free with my Kinect. All oh, right. Um, <laughs> I haven't even tried the motion element of it. I just tried to play the game normally. It's really arcadey to the point where exhibition mode has music playing, which is just and it's terrible, terrible sort of J-poppy sort of dance shit. It's nothing compared to wearing tennis music. <laughs> well, no, but I might, I might even put it up for worse music as well because it's that bad. Um, I couldn't figure out when you go to get in position. Sometimes you'll try and play a shot, and your character just seems to jump out of the way, like it hasn't got the right animation to play the shot. So I couldn't figure out how it hit the ball properly. It's just like instant the key play. part of tennis. Yeah, it has the sort of Mario, the Mario tennis system where you just hold it and it will play the shot for you. So none of the release mechanics and topspin. Um, but you can sort of do it sometimes while on the move. It doesn't like stop you like it does in Mario Kart. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes you'll stand there parrying up. It's, I couldn't figure out how I was supposed to play it correctly. Mm. Probably, maybe you can because the reviews seem quite good for it but I don't understand where any of that has come from I found it impossible to control I found it impossible to win there's no depth to the play you're like playing a short shot is practically impossible it's like you just hit it's just pong 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 yeah it's tennis pong they get super shots as well which sort of like give you a dramatic camera angle for one shot and it's weird the game's colour is purple <laughs> which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it wouldn't. Be, but it is a bad thing in the fact that the entire presentation is incredibly feminine. Like <laughs> they've gone over casual with it, and it's like even the intro is a pastel color sort of cool. strange art thing with a, with J-pop playing over the top, okay, like with singing and everything, and it's a uh, yeah, it's just atrocious. There you I'm go, like, yeah, tennis showdown. Uh, uh, I think I might Not be done. Much, yeah. yeah, just in time. You've got one minute to talk about Terraria. Well, I'll Terraria. Be, I'll mention it for the next time, I guess. But okay. before the Skyrim patch was... Well, before that first Skyrim patch came out a week and a half ago, Terraria came out, 1.1. Yeah. I played that quite a lot. And then when once I realised how broken that patch was, then it was back to Terraria for an entire other week until the next Wednesday when the second Skyrim patch came out. So yeah, I played a lot of Terraria, but I guess we don't have time to talk about that now. I'm starting to think we should do a normal cast after Christmas and then do a game of the year around New Year's 
day or the day after that. <laughs> like do it like a week apart instead. Because if we've got all of that Terraria shit <laughs> plus all of Batman yeah, plus whatever you any other think. days we need to clear up for game of the year. Yeah, so we might have quite a lot of content coming away. Mm-hmm. If we... the Federer's serve sound has isn't still haunting me. Indeed. So, <laughs> he basically only has one grunt for the entire game. It's <laughs> they have the sound is terrible as well. I should have mentioned that. Whereas well, top music, music is amazing. Yeah, music comes up the sound. We might even have more games to to talk about that we've played that we got for Christmas. Yeah, or exactly. In theme sounds. So, so maybe so, yeah. we can sneak them in. So we might have a double cast coming at you in two to slash three weeks after Christmas. So Wrap it up, Dan. Look I don't forward know how to much that. time we have because I had to cut bits out because of the technical glitches. Oh well, thanks for joining us and uh, goodbye. We'll. Join you next week. Or you, two of us. Or whatever. Five yeah. seconds. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please listen to our awesome casts. Bye. Bye. You won't what? hear that. It's just small. <laughs> I think it's not like this. <laughs> <laughs>